The following podcast contains mature language and potential spoilers. Listener discretion is advised by my father. My father has warned you of the mature language and potential spoilers. Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm Illegal Machine. With me is... The Elby Frank. And... Mr. Fix-It. And today we're going to talk about Black Panther. Q, you're probably going to put in like a little clip from a promo. Yeah, uh, also, uh, uh, fair warning too, I'm, I'm scheduled to talk with uh, one of our listeners, Blue Girl, Saturday, and she's going to have seen Blue Black Girl, Panther hey, as well. I don't remember saying her name in the Mighty Marvel Marching Society there. Actually, you did. Oh, did I? Yeah, oh, well, I think she was in the likes, but I go still. In, I go into a trance whenever we do that. No, well, the funny part was when you were recording the Mary Marvel Marching Society, you actually were slurring and making up mess of the names more than you were during the other ones so it's like I'm glad that we got the music at least to make them feel better about you butchering them Uh, but yeah she she was in the mix there if she's inclined if it actually works out then she might actually get inserted into this one at some point as well yeah so we just got back from the very first showing on the very first day of Black Panther correct yes we went to the special frou-frou fan showing basically you're guaranteed to be seeing the first showing in your town Uh, they give you a commemorative coin and we got to see about a minute and a half of behind the scenes footage mostly Ryan Coogler talking about the movie and a lot of audience members going that's it Yeah, but we saw it in 3D in a smaller shittier theater than I had hoped for when I really should have just waited an hour and seen the really nice screen the orgasmic sound but you know and I was going to point that out our our theater sucked the the screen was bad it was like burned in on the edges yeah and there there was like one side of that red blotch to it that stayed for like at least the first quarter of the movie Yeah, and the sound was terrible that was just it wasn't bad it was just weak it's it sounded well, like weak, you know, weak is terrible these I mean, days yeah when, when when an explosion happens if like if i don't have like a slight arrhythmia afterwards your sound system is not loud enough and uh yeah so anyway i didn't well, it, lose it, any fillings or anything yeah I'm pretty upset it, it's it's pretty that, that aspect as far as the air goes that was pretty disappointing but it was just that i'd actually recorded with ryan daly an episode discussing a story oh, from the black panther on delay yes did, did you get to listen to that one yet yeah yeah how was that uh rough huh i think it was i posted it on our Facebook page and let me let me just read how I described. Let's see. While you're looking at that, uh, me and Ryan talked about the Black Panther versus the KKK story arc from the 1970s, quote unquote story arc. And one of the reasons why I reference it is it will possibly co- 
come up in the context of discussing this film. So I, I shared this um, Fire and Water podcast presents Black Panther versus the Klan, sorta. And I just said, Black Panther, them clans. Ryan Daly and Frank go full libtard white guilt super saiyan <laughs> on the Fire and Water podcast network. And I just saved you guys an hour-long listen, because that's basically what happens. That was, once again, they go full libtard white guilt super saiyan. That's super saiyan for the Dragon Ball Z fans out there. Thank you. He was going, who I the guilt? <laughs> for like an hour straight. Just charging his white guilt. <laughs> and his hair just turns white. I imagine. <laughs> So let's try to find a track and get started on this thing. All right, cue Black Panther promo excerpt from Kendrick Lamar. You're telling me that the king of a third world country runs around in a bulletproof cat suit? Why don't you ask him yourself? Because he's right outside. (laughs) Bingo. My king. Stop it. The Black Panther lives. A war is coming. That's damn calm. Watch me do my I hope you're ready, bro. I'm just getting started. Let's have some fun. I want your weapons. Your secrets. It's all mine now. Is this your king? This ends today. The Black Panther has been the protector of Wakanda for generations. Now it is time to show the outside world. Don't forget and that SZA. Oh. And we're back. Okay, so what do we want to talk about? Um, We've done this before. Yeah, but we always do it different every time. <laughs> do we just want to talk? Do we? Well, here, here, okay. So here's, here's, here's my, my thing. We're seeing this one as early as we have ever seen one of these movies. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. The original thought was, hey, we're going to see an early showing. We're going to record the same fucking night, which we never have the time and energy to do. So I'll totally just drop the shit on Friday, right? And A, I've got a fucking early morning, unfortunately, at work. So do I. And B, I work with... With a large number of black people uh, who are planning on seeing the movie this weekend and I really would like to get some of their views in my brain possibly as an addendum you know at, on this one I, I definitely think that perspective would be good for this so it'll probably come out like our normal show like on Tuesday Wednesday thereabouts because I, I think I'm think i going to need that because that, I buried it a little bit I work with a lot of white people uh, you'll have some we may have to get like get together for a, 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 a back end show on like Monday or something and yeah. talk about this shit yeah yeah yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't talk to white people. <laughs> Diablo Frank's the only white person I talk to. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't really know. I, I, and I was going to suggest that. We, we should not drop this immediately. No, we're not going to do I'm this I'm glad you don't really have time to anyway. Yeah. I, I think that this needs to be a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Let's yeah, marinate a little movie. bit. I yeah. think a lot of people are going to see it opening weekend, but I think it would be good to let people actually see it. And w- one of the reasons for this is because there's a lot of this movie you don't know about unless you've seen it. You know what? I, and I thought about that as we were watching it. I was like kind of replaying the trailers through my head. Or actually, it was I was thinking back to the Jurassic fucking world eight attack of the Ugh. fuck 
fucking megalodon. We do. I would, we would like to talk about the trailers of the, for this movie too. And, so. and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? They really have not shown. I want to say we were in the first like third of the movie, and I was like, I feel like I've seen that entire Jurassic World movie now just by watching that preview. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Black Panther, and I'm like, you know what? They showed us like one. They they made an entire trailer series out of basically one scene of that uh, where they're chasing uh, Andy Circus around, and the, like, that right. seems to me like that was the whole trailer, and then a couple scenes of Michael B. Jordan. Well, kind of forever. Yeah, you know, where you don't, without context, you, you it's totally like you watch the trailers and you go see the movie and you're going to have to reevaluate the context of what of, was happening in those trailers yeah. because you don't know what's happening in this movie. They didn't, they didn't show you anything in those trailers, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, so we, we want to talk about what trailers we had first. We had... Yes. Uh, we started with uh, Venom, which looks like The Suck. Yeah, and since horrible. Tony... Well, especially now that we know that, it, you know, as much as I protested, it seems very likely Comcast, you know, willing uh, that we're going to see the Fox... Disney deal happen, which means that Sony's like going to be the odd man out of still having Marvel rights without being home. Um, so they're trying to build a cinematic universe to compete with the combined Disney Fox. They're really going to need to bring a game. And if Venom trailer is Sony a game, then they they have no game. They they're out of the game. That's some shit fucking trailer action. I have no. I mean, I'm not a Venom Although guy it's, anyway. It's more of a teaser than a trailer. It's it, not it's really a, a trailer. But okay, here's the thing. I have. But it's not good. It's not good. But even as a teaser, I don't feel teased. I don't feel like a little lick, you know. I, I just feel like like maybe a little hot breath, you know. There's just I, I just can't I can't fathom two hours of Tom Hardy doing that awful accent. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. I'm just like I'm just rolling my eyes. I couldn't stand it, and especially because and I talked to uh, Mr. Joe Fixit about it. I finally saw Homecoming. I thought that shit was fucking amazing, and I totally agree with Rian Delay who loved that movie. I I intentionally didn't see it in the theaters because I was like I don't want anything to do with Spider Man movies anymore. Yeah. So we rented it on I think I had like a 99 cent Google Play <laughs> rental, and my wife and I watched it and we were both like that was fucking phenomenal that that is easily one of the better Marvel movies it's not even a question mm-hmm. uh, Tom Holland's great Michael Keaton's great all the supporting actors are great uh, just enjoyed the hell out of that movie and it just made me it, to me it solidifies even more that Sony can't take Spider-Man back they can't do it Like, like they, they need to just be like give us whatever residuals we get off these movies and we'll take it you just keep your toys in your sandbox and give us some money off of it because they don't want to be like Universal where they're like they won't even make a Hulk movie now because to do with fucking Universal right yeah. I think Sony's like, well, we at least want to get some cuts out of this stuff, so keep making the movies, and we'll, I think that's what they're going to do. A- especially when Venom fails, because it's going to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, what has Tom Hardy cover, carried ever? It's, I mean, I, you can say Mad Max, but oh, fuck that oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. No, Charlie's their own. We all know that's the Furiosa Road movie, you know. It's, well, it was, no, actually, I would I would uh, argue it was, uh, uh, well, Furiosa and what's his name? Who was the, the villain? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Immortal fucking, Joe. Yeah, Immortal Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, those two carried that movie and the visual effects. Yeah. And stuff. And what killed me too is they did that whole stylistic thing where he's doing the fast head jerk thing yeah. where it's like I think they're intentionally trying to recall Mad Max but it just makes it look cheap and, and badly executed. Everything about it just looks yeah, lame. Bad. I have no interest in that. And then you've got uh, Ant-Man of the Wasp. Which I don't like that trailer. I really? Th- I think there's a real like weird cheapness about the trailer that or the banana or whatever music they do over it. I'm like this feels totally different from the first time. Which is I- funny given Ant-Man is really on the low end for me on the Marvel movies. I just I've, I've not rewatched it since theatrical I have no great desire to do so but I really enjoy the trailer I, I, I think it's a, a lot of fun I like the, how heavily it's obviously being uh, uh, coordinated with like what's happened with Civil War like it's obviously had a major impact on what's happening in their lives uh, and I, I, I really like seeing the wasp in action I love the bit where she runs along the knife oh no that uh, stuff was all great yeah I, I just I, I think the I don't know there's something about the trailer that it, it just seems kind of cheapo to me and weird yeah but the you know throwing the Pez that's all from the first that's all the stuff I love yeah the first. I, well, that, and, and that and it, it is the 
Tony the train thing again. Yeah. Obviously. Well, they're gonna do. Well, they, they shrink and don't shrink. Right. It's the same. Jimmy, come on. Uh, but they, they, I think they're gonna continue to do cool, cool shit with it and quirky and funny stuff with it. And I like Evangeline Lily. I think she's really cool. I'm glad she's gonna be in this movie. I'm not hot for her, but I like Wasp. Uh, what I'm seeing of the images of Wasp and Ghost looks fucking cool too. And you yeah. being an Iron Man guy, does that I'm, mean something? I'm not to really you? sure if it's gonna be the Iron Man Ghost because it seems like it's this new Ghost. It's, it's yeah. definitely the more dark rainy kind the, of thing. The car. The, cost- the dark ring. The costume design is they may keep it espionage ghost. Who knows? They may have just up used the newer costume. Well, I just hope they go with the the ghost from Dark Ring because in that one he's a uh, like a clean freak to the next level. That that's he literally spends all his time in a suit because he doesn't want to be touched by anything. He only eat things out of packages. Like he's just he's on the fringe of like that mentality. Which, I mean, in the, in the books, it. which made him cool because you. But but what's his deal? Um, he in the books. I'm trying to remember, man. Uh, I mean, when he was added to the Thunderbolts, he was there basically to spy on the Thunderbolts for himself. Like he's so, but he's like, very anti-government. The, the original Ghost is uh, espionage. He uses his ghost powers to get into Stark Enterprises, steal technology, do espionage shit. So is is this Ghost doing that? Is he trying to get pin particles or whatever the hell? You yeah. know what I mean? If that case, in my opinion, he'd be more like the original Ghost with just the new whatever Dark Rain Ghost look. Um, but anyway, it I, doesn't matter. Who cares? Whatever they yeah. do, I think it'll be good no matter what they do. Two things. One, Ant-Man has never been a very successful character in the comics. And not only have we not gotten any more Iron Man movies, but the Iron Man movies we've got have not necessarily reflected the the full history of that character. They've been kind of, I mean, I, you don't get the corporate espionage stuff as much. You know, you don't get the the James Bondy kind of stuff that that especially during the Leighton and Michelin years. I think you got Michelin it all years. in the first movie. And right. You've got none of it since then. So I'm thinking if you're going to steal Iron Man's villain, you might want to steal some of his shtick too. That might be a good thing. Is they could kind of do Iron Man ish movies with Ant Man. I, th- I think they are because I, th- I think I think uh, Hank Pym is going to be the either the Howard Stark or Tony Stark where he's mm-hmm. got the tech yeah. and you know what I mean I think that's yeah. kind of going to be what it is I don't know yeah. and then next we had uh, Jurassic Dump <laughs> got him you, you getting anything off of that man no nope. I hated the last one so much there is no way on earth I'm going to see I that. like the last one but this one oh, I thought Jurassic World was one of the I thought it was I can't remember what else came out that year but for a while though that had been the worst movie I had seen that year when I, I walked out of that theater and I was like that is one of the shittiest movies I've ever seen and it made so much fucking money I don't even I don't, it, it was awful I thought it was terrible yeah. Yeah. But I've written on it on the podcast. I, I'm, I'm wondering. I think maybe Jurassic World may end up being the uh, Batman versus Superman of the Jurassic franchise. Maybe he's like really big, and then the the backlash comes with the next one. Maybe. Mm. Anyway, uh, was that it though? Is that all the trailers? Deadpool. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I don't like the Deadpool layer. I don't like the clean version. Oh, I, oh, I, 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 I didn't even acknowledge it as a clean version. I just don't like it. I didn't like any. I didn't like the internet version. I just not into Isn't it. Is Josh, I, is Josh Brolin not big enough to be cable? Yeah. He looks kind of tiny, doesn't nah, he? he? He's, he's got decent it. build, but I. I I don't know. I just feel like Cable's so huge in the He should be he, huge. I wish he were just somebody a little more ridiculous. Josh Brolin is actually a little too grounded, like too realistic. I, I feel like you need somebody kind of ridiculous to play Cable. He's just never been ridiculous enough for me. You need like a Dolph Lundgren kind of like, yeah, that's guy always, who, that's who, who just barely in my even, head. Yeah, he doesn't even speak the fucking language right. He's got a fucked up accent. He's got, you know, he's 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 cartoonish and you know, yeah, just somebody kind of wacky like that. You know, or get, get one of the guys from like one of the kickboxer movies or something. It just feels weird to have like a legit actor playing Cable. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, I don't really like it. But I still want to see the movie because of Cable.
Cable and the X Force aspect, and that's he'll be good as Cable. It's just going to be hey, that's Josh Brolin with a robot arm. Not I'm watching Cable, right? I mean, I don't know. Although right, but Ryan Riddles inhabits Deadpool in a way where he's Deadpool when he's on the screen. He's not Ryan Riddles to me. But I think you're right. I think it's going to be Josh Brolin yeah, who happens to be playing a Cable type. I'm not going to compare Josh Brolin to Ryan Reynolds. It's much easier for me to forget that he was the guy from Van Wilder. Like I, I can space out. Whereas Josh Brolin, I'm like, oh, this is like the weirdest Sicario sequel I've ever seen in my life, or whatever. <laughs> it's, you know. Anyway. Um, okay, so we're out of trailers, right? I think so. Okay, so actually, we're going to talk about the Black Panther movie now. Okay. How are we going to do this? What, what, we don't talk, I don't. We want to give our opinions first, and then we can talk. Are we spoiling shit? Uh, I I don't think anybody's going to listen to us before they've seen the movie, or or if they intend, you know, they'll, they'll save it if they're going to see the movie. Is they know really they know they know who we are by now. They know what we do by now. Now we don't. We're not going to do the plot because I've liked not dealing with the plot on these shows. So if you haven't seen the movie, you shouldn't be listening to the show. Don't yeah, be I don't really know how I do one of my forty. Five second recaps, like I've done these. Yes, we're not going to. So, do do we just go with characters? Then we just like start going through the characters, and that'll kind of help us get to uh, over the overview of the movie. We can give it a shot if you want to start, because I'm not really sure what we're going to do with the characters. But we're not we're not really like making a lot of traction so far. I know, I know. Um, So let's see. We go up here. Okay, so let's start out. Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. He definitely has an arc in this story. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they made sure that the movie was self contained. If you're not a Marvel fan, if you're going to see Black Panther, and you're not caring about any of them other movies they give you everything you need I think to, to know disagree. who this character is disagree you disagree yeah I think uh, what's I think Ross shows up and I don't think he's like oh my friend or whatever and it's like huh like I don't think no, there's, you... a, there's a moment in there where he explained who he is and I, I don't think he was a major enough character in Civil War he wasn't matter. he wasn't which is why they, they gl- sort of like when he sees him at the, the party you're supposed oh, to be I like said, oh that's, it's him and yeah. it's like I, he was in Civil War wasn't he in Civil War yeah like briefly to interrogate uh, uh, Bucky yeah, yeah, Bucky. yeah when he was uh the yeah, Winter Soldier. Bucky. Oh, the Winter Soldier. And uh, uh, but even then, I was like, oh, okay, they're best friends now. Did, did, did they even share time on screen in that movie? They weren't best friends then. They, he when he, when I, when, when literally... ever K. Ross shows up, uh, T'Challa is like, I know this guy. He's CIA. This just got more complicated. And then they address each other, not unlike what you would happened with say Bond and Felix Leiter in Casino Royale. And they there was some familiarity there. Obviously, well, not in Casino Royale. But the point is, you see this kind of shit in movies all the time, especially spy movies and stuff, where it's like, oh, that. Guy. I know who that guy is, and they basically give you exposition by having the character tell the other characters, "Oh, yes, this is who this person is." I thought that was fine. I thought that's all you needed to set that up. I don't. I don't. I didn't feel like anybody okay. would have missed anything. All right. Yeah. I, to me, they, they showed you the flashbacks of the death of T'Chaka. Uh, they. They. I, I think they gave you everything you needed to. They. They tell you what, who, what the Black Panther is. Now you. No. You, no, you did. You did I, miss the very opening cl- of the movie claw. where they actually did the full like Wonder Woman. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, no, Ragnarok. You caught, caught all of that. Okay. Where they basically lay out. Okay, this is what we're is this is what Black Panther is? This is what Vibranium is. They they really did a good job of making this an entry level movie for new new viewers. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I guess they didn't really allude to how Claw lost his arms since he lost it to Ultron. Probably better. That probably would have been harder. That probably would have been way more information. More information needs. than you really need. He's a guy with missing a hand. That's really all you need. It's probably yeah. a little weird that at the end of the movie you've got a stinger where here's another guy missing an arm. Are they connected? Don't worry, guys. Yeah, just leave it alone. Don't you know? Yeah, I guess if the, I guess most people who didn't know that was coming would have got up and left anyway. And yeah, so yeah. they would have not been bothered to be confused by that. And I'll be honest with you too. From again talking to folks, there are a lot of people that don't see superhero movies that are wanting to see this movie because of the cast, uh, because of the target demographic. So you, there's a very good possibility you're going to get some people that are not Marvel guys seeing this movie, see as their first movie or one of their first movies, who aren't familiar with all that continuity. 
And I think that they very smartly did not alienate those people that gave them everything needed to to become immersed in this world. Yeah, and I and I guess um, we're totally not talking about actors already, but I think that judging by the uh, maybe not, I think that d- didn't we think based on the Infinity War trailer that there was going to be something in this movie since there's obviously some fighting going down in Wakanda mm-hmm. in the trailer that some of that was going to bleed into this movie. Yeah, none of it, none of it. I'm so there's glad no for that. Infi- there's no Infinity. There was, there was stones. no room for that shit yeah. at all. This movie did not have room for that shit. So I'm glad they didn't try to shoehorn that shit in. Aside from a stupid stinger that was one of the lamest. I'm just saying I, I kept expecting to see Infinity Stone glowing in one of the eyes of a panther or some shit like that. They didn't put any of that in there, so that was that was probably good too. Because again, like you said, a lot of people are probably coming into this movie with they don't have 16 movies of continuity under their belt. 18, so 18 movies and a bunch of side DVD specials or whatever. Yeah. Um, so okay, I, I agree. Other than the, the Ross thing, kind of threw me off for a second because I was like, wait, how did they know each other? Yeah. But whatever. But how do we feel about Chadwick? Boseman in this role, continuing to be in this role. I think he's fucking dope, dude. I really like Chad McBoseman. He is just, I, I, he's got a screen presence. He feels royal to me when he's wearing all the, the robes and yeah. stuff. Uh, Hugh, I, Thumbs up on Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I like him as the the Black Panther. He did really good job. Yeah, I've been happy with him as well. Every K. Ross on the other hand bugs me, and I and I, I like Martin Freeman. Okay, but it's it's. It, it, this is a movie that I'm going to have some trouble with uh, because it's a comic book movie that definitely decides to kind of do its own thing with a bunch of characters' names. And so Ever K. Ross was created by Christopher Priest, and he is essentially the uh, uh, Michael Leon. J. Fox character from Spin City. Literally, that's the, he's, he, he ported the lead character from that show, as played by Michael J. Fox, into the Marvel Universe. And this is a guy who is in a diplomatic position, but he's not really a diplomat. He's kind of a fuck-up. And it's not necessarily his fault. He's not like he's incompetent, but he's a he's a normal uh, bureaucrat who's having to deal with the fantastic world of T'Challa, uh, involving demons from the nether worlds and 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 world powers and all this other kind of stuff. So he's just a guy who's completely in over his head. And part of the fun of it is you got this sort of maybe not every man. This is a guy who's college educated, he's accomplished, but in the in T'Challa's world, he's nothing. He's he's a pissant, and it's fun watching him drown constantly. Whereas Martin Freeman, it's like oh yeah, he's CIA and he's an ex pilot. And he's getting involved in all the action shit. It's like, I got this impression from Civil War too. He's kind of playing Henry Peter Gyrick, sort of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not really because he's not a, a insufferable hard ass either. So he's just sort of like this melange of Marvel types without forming a full character. He's sort of whatever they need him to be for, you know. Miscellaneous government, U.S. government dude, yeah. contact or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I thought that they made a big deal too where he ends up going to he's Wakanda. A, he's a broke ass, what's his name from Agent of Shield? Oh, Coulson. He's yeah, a broke ass. Phil Coulson. Coulson. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. kidding. And I like Martin Freeman, but he doesn't have the, I don't know, he doesn't have that same quality, that same charisma that, that Coulson had. Uh, it, it's its not the same thing. So I thought, because he goes to Wakanda, and I thought at some point his uh, uh, loyalties would be tested. I thought it was going to be kind of a big deal that he's the guy who's in Wakanda. And again, he's just the sort of guy who just sort of gets plugged in. He doesn't, they, they create complications through his character that aren't really paid off in the movie. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a drag. He honestly didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah, he really did. And then he, and because then smuggling him into the country never came back right. to expose them. And, and see, so by the a, end of it, he reveals everything. 
happened. Yeah. Spoilers, everybody. Remember, he kind of reveals that Wakanda's Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, Why and he, and guy, he's just yeah. like nodding in a crowd and was like, okay, like okay, what, sure. what was your arc in this movie? I don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, they obviously show that he's willing to put his life at risk to, you know, defend Wakanda, to defend the world from things that could come out of Wakanda. But it makes him sort of like it, 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 he, feel, he feels been, like the token white dude hero that like they felt like they had to have one white dude. There's like a big hero guy. And I, I really didn't need him there. Have been, if, if him doing all this would have been uh, to show like over the arc of the movie that T'Challa's like, no, we can't have outsiders in here. But then when Ross saves his love, he now understands that maybe people outside of Wakanda aren't so bad. Something like that. Right. And instead, that just was none of that. Well, not just that, but also and there were some nice moments that allude to this, but Wakanda and the various tribes of Wakanda are very xenophobic. You know, they have a long history of not wanting anything to do with the outside that's world. that's the main point of the movie, right. right? But that never gets directed at Martin Freeman's character where it'd right. be almost the most sensical, you know? This is, he's one of the colonizers, you know? And, it's, and, instead, and, and, his, instead his sister's like, yeah, that's what we do, man. Let me tell you all about yes, our intricate me, technology that we do not have, we have never in our entire history. To, and I understand that she's this, like, hyper geek who is wants to tell everybody about her own accomplishments. But uh, like, dial that back a little bit, sister. Yeah, you know? a little bit. I mean, where they said because they said earlier in the movie that Claw was the only person outsider to ever make it into Wakanda and leave alive. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty bold statement. To you know what I mean? I felt like they kind of they were glossing over what such a big deal was that uh, Ross was getting in. Uh, the fact that it didn't ever turn out to really be a big deal, I can't really knock the movie too much for it. But anyway. yeah, which unless Mr. Fix is going to jump in on the Ross train. No, we're good. Okay. Uh, it's a good transition to Shuri. Letitia Wright. I'm not familiar with this actress. I don't recall seeing her anything before. She looked familiar to me. I don't know. I thought that she definitely played the character well. She had a lot of energy, quirkiness about her that I liked. Not somebody we've seen in, at Marvel. Not somebody we've seen in these kind of movies before. I, like the, the way that I like that she, even though she's given action beats, they make it clear that she's a scientist first. She's not really a warrior like all these other people that surround her. Uh, she kind of gets by using her technical savvy and to some degree, the way that she's able to function is by turning things into a video game, by uh, basically playing things by proxy where she's not really a part of the action. I get the impression, based on some of what we've seen, that she may not, she can handle herself against maybe a minor threat, but anything major, she's going to go down pretty quick, which she does in this movie. Um, well, I, I, like that, I like that she's definitely, she's courageous, she's capable, but she's not some badass warrior and not everybody has to be a badass warrior, but she can still get some shit done. I like that about her. You mentioned James Bond earlier. She's the who's the dude? She's Q. Q, right? She's Q. Yeah. She even does the, we've been working on these uh, new gadgets for you, Mr. Bond, mm-hmm. and here's, take this new suit for a ride. You know what I mean? The whole, yeah. that was a pretty cliche yeah. shtick. And, and we saw the movie with Paquita, and I think that that was probably her favorite character. Uh, definitely most in her wheelhouse. Uh, she was the source of most of the humor in the movie. Yeah, she was funny. And Paquita made a point of mentioning that one of the things she liked about this movie over a lot of other Marvel movies is that they weren't trying so hard to be funny, that they didn't have so many jokes. I, I think in the beginning it felt a little forced. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I feel like jokes like when, when 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 he first lands in Wakanda and we meet her I felt like some of that some of the humor was so was really I almost felt like they you could tell they shot that early in the process whereas over the course of the movie I felt like even the actors loosened up a little bit and it felt more natural but over the first little bit there it was it was a little and, and I have to wonder maybe like that was something in the back end where they're like this is a little too serious we need to get a little bit more comedy in there because I don't get the impression that Ryan Coogler is necessarily a comedy guy 
I don't know. He's, he, most of his movies seem to be like deadly serious. Mm-hmm. And so I, I almost think that maybe they had to go in there and add that those moments of humor. Um, but I personally, I kind of, it kind of bummed me out that there wasn't as much humor as I was expecting, especially coming from the Christopher Priest. I, my, my main entry point for Black Panther, the stuff I enjoy the most is Christopher Priest. And one of the things I loved about Christopher Priest's run on the character is that he was one of the few guys who could write comedy in comics and actually, you know, b- you know, bust you up. He was, it was actually really funny. He's known for this. He's one of the few guys in comics that can write comedy. And so for there not to be very much comedy in the Black Panther movie was a bit of a bummer for me. But Paquita really appreciated that they didn't try so hard to be funny, funny all the damn time. So I guess it depends on what you're looking for in the movie. I thought it had a good balance. It, I, I don't think that the movie had a tone to be funny. I, don't, no, I, I think, I very, think trying to make play. it funny would have been like kind of like out of place. I think would have been really out of place. Uh, I think I think as a whole, the, the funny moments were, were funny. I just think some a little bit in the beginning there. I'm like, what are they trying to do here? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. Especially that scene where he first gets there and she was like, did he freeze? And then Michonne is like, like a whatever in headlights. Ha ha. Antelope. Like an antelope in uh, headlights. Ha ha ha. And they all laugh. And then and, and he was like, I did not freeze. And then she, and I was just like, this is, this is a bad sign. But I felt like but, after but, that, but they got, all kind of loosened up. It, that did get chuckles in the theater, though. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, okay. Are, are, is the theater on this podcast or am I on the podcast? <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, Shuri is not a character that I have much of a, of a knowledge of. She, if I recall correctly, was introduced during the Reginald Hudlin run on Black Panther, which I, I lasted on for a little bit, but really not long term. And they didn't really do a lot with her until later on in the series. Fix it. Did you ever read any of stuff with Shuri? No, I okay. Didn't get to it. So I, I, I'm, I've, I believe I've mentioned in the past. I'm glad that they gave Black Panther a sister. I think that she adds uh, to his his supporting cast very well. Yeah, uh, like you said, I think she was likable, and, I, and we get to know her in the film yeah. really well. So yeah, I, I I liked her character. I'm glad she was there, and she was also kind of the kid. She, I think she lightened some her scenes up. I think it kind of needed. And then on the flip side, uh, Denai Guerra as Okoye. I know that we're all familiar with uh, Guerra from uh, Walking Dead, Michonne, mm-hmm. and she's still kind of doing Michonne. You know, she's still like the badass with the pointed we- weapon. Uh, I thought she did a great job doing it, though. She's she's really well versed at it. She was a badass. In oh this yeah, movie. She was badass in this movie. She was great. Yeah, and. I don't know. Maybe it's because she's not in a co- the same type of costume. I like the. I I got off on her fighting more than I got off on Black Panthers. I, uh, I, I, because of the co- I was going to talk about that. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. I, I didn't. The fight choreography was particularly good at all, especially mm. in these specific fight scenes, like where he's fighting the challengers. I thought that was not good. My, my wondering... words, especially when I. Um, I mean, like for me, some of the fight scenes in Civil War are like masterpieces. Civil War is so freaking good. Uh, and in this one, I it was. But not. that's where you can kind of see the inexperience of a new director. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I mean, he's I, honestly, on his third movie, though. That's not a I, new director. No, no, he's still a new director. You you learned his stuff, I think, with seasoned directors. Like, I can watch a Steven Spielberg movie, and you know what you're going to... Like, you're walking into a match. Well, sure, sure, but they don't but, have Steven but, Spielberg but, doing Marvel but, but movies. But that doesn't explain why Mich- all the Michonne stuff was so good. Yeah. Her fight mm-hmm. scenes, where she was, you know, especially using with her weapon is very visual on the screen, being able to whip it around, and do all yeah. that kind of stuff, was really, really good, whereas, like, where they, they've just got, a, like, a spike and a shield and it's just clunk clock clunk clock kind of hitting back and forth and one guy falls down and then he gets up and then now you fall down and now you get up and now I'm going to fall down I see I was wondering it was just it really was, monotonous I was, what I was wondering about is because uh, I, I, I noticed that in the theater I was like is is 
this is the fact that the 3D is it the theater. I wasn't sure if it was like the viewing experience, like trying to watch that kind of stuff in 3D with the water splash and everything else. I thought maybe it was just yeah. fucking with my eyes and I just wasn't being able to get drawn it's into possible, it. Possible, but I didn't care for any of those well, scenes. Well, I, I will say too, it that, felt real small and tiny too. And they talked about this in the behind the scenes uh, footage at the back of the movie that they were trying to do different fighting styles. They wanted to mm-hmm. show different ways of fighting, particularly African. Uh, and I liked that it, we didn't see a, another Black Widow flip or any shit like that. They did, dude. He was using, I, I'm pretty sure that was Brazilian. There, no, I'm saying, but, it, but it wasn't that the wasn't exact capoeira, same. Capoeira, dude. <laughs> dude, it was. That was not capoeira. <laughs> it looked very capoeira. If, maybe if this movie was shot in like he did, 2003. He did, some ki- he did some kicks and. Well, kicking yeah. is not exclusive to Brazilian right. capoeira. I, there was definitely wrestling moves, but not, there wasn't the, the same, the mystique thing. We didn't see those same choreographed moves we see all the time, but there wasn't a lot of energy to most, mostly the Chadwick Boseman fights from what I saw, whereas uh, uh, Okoye was really cool. She did some cool stuff, and that was more visually engaging when she was in action than, unfortunately, when the lead characters were. Yeah, she was just way more, it was more graceful, especially mm-hmm. when she was fighting with the dress. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I think the color Korean, helped, too, Korea. that those bright colors really grabs your eyes in a way that yeah. two guys in black, all black doesn't. So I think I think that uh, I think that they can. I, obviously, I think he can shoot fight scenes. I just don't, I think all the uh, Black Panther stuff was not pretty Honestly, I'm wondering if it isn't Bozeman because I thought it that might, Michael B. Jordan be. did some pretty good fight stuff as well. I, I thought he was more impressive. Like the big fight between them when they're they're doing the challenge, uh, I thought he just looked more physically impressive. I really enjoyed the, the 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 scarring that he had going on. He just seemed big and badass, and he seemed like he had moves that just like were more energetic, more more thrilling to watch. Even though it still was a little stiff, and I'm thinking maybe that's Bozeman's weak point is maybe in the, the fight but, choreography. So not not only did I fight the things the fight choreography was kind of weak in those scenes specifically those are like supposed to be really really important scenes this challenging to the king and I felt like that kind of stuff kind of felt rushed yeah yeah. Was, I, 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 I don't I want to challenge. challenge I don't want to challenge I don't want to challenge I'll challenge him I accept your challenge fight 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 fight's over yeah well that was it yeah I, I think you could have used and then, and then you, needed, you needed something up. like yeah I, I am a, a Wakandan do you accept my I do accept your challenge then they're fighting and it was like immediate like now we're fighting and now the fight's over and it, you lost now king yeah. now I'm king now and it's yeah. like whoa they rushed that really fast yeah. Uh, that this is again this is one of the reasons why I think the movie is going to need to marinate with me a lot of this movie felt rushed a lot of this movie felt like overstuffed like they're just trying to get a little too much done in one movie and especially uh, uh, in the second half it just so much is happening so quickly that I'm not able to invest in it the way that I, I felt like I should be able to and again See, because but, it's like, like the, the, the big fights like the challenges I'm thinking you need something like, like the end of Lethal Weapon where Gary Busey and Mel Gibson are fighting and it's very visceral and very intense and you're like feeling the struggle these guys are having especially because you know one of the inspirations for this series is the Don McGregor uh, material which is known for being really visceral and getting really into how painful this fight is and and how much sweat and blood and tears and Uh, tears and all this stuff and then these fights are not very oomph speaking of blood there was no blood in this movie you know this right a little bit of blood there is even when freaking Claw got shot it was just a red hole yeah it was kind of no you have there was a little red hole but that's no, when they're smashing each other's up. faces, you can see blood all over their faces. But I mean, I would, they weren't I, would, I would say there was not blood all over anything in this no. movie. He may have had a bloody lip, but when he gets, oh, I don't know, the people who are getting engorged with weapons, there was no blood coming out of their wounds. Oh, I actually I, thought I, they had, I was like, wait, did his, he already heal after he got stabbed in the initial fight? I was like, oh, he healed already. Then I was like, wait, I thought he took his Black Panther powers away. And I was like, oh, that's not dirt on his shoulder. That's supposed to be his wound. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, that's weird. And then again, when, when Claw gets shot in the belly, and there's like just a hole. There's no blood.
blood spreading. Right. It's just a just a hole there. And I was like, what? Like it was. I, it was just the, the guy took a spear. If if not like in the heart, but like in the shoulder, in the meat, in the bone, you're gonna be having stuff broken. And it's just like he had an owie. Multiple people got impaled in this movie. Uh, yeah, How no about, arterial spray from your fucking nothing, throat getting slit. Yeah, nothing, which I guess. Yeah, yeah. When the Dora Milaje gets her throat slit, I was like, oh, did she? Or when or when uh, the girlfriend gets shot uh, in the confrontation with Claw. It's like, is she dead? Did he graze her? What yeah, happened there? I guess she's, she's like, dead ah, now. Or no, later on when Michael B. Jordan slices her with the claw, or when when he's in the, the Panther costume and slices, she's like, ah! And they're like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. I'm like, she has some scratches like, with some get, red huh? marks where the scratches were. If they showed him, they they flashed. It was quick. Fl- it was quick. Yeah. Which uh, look, uh, that was obviously intentional. Uh, so, but it was kind of weird because I mean I don't know. I was just yeah. It's there nice are a lot of people being a, stabbed in this movie to not have blood. It, it's a very family friendly, uh, violent uprising and revolt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. You just you happen to admit you, you're mentioning blood, sweat, and tears, and I was like, well, there was maybe some sweat and tears, and not a lot of blood. No, that's what I'm saying though. Is there's that expectation based on the McGregor material, and these are not very visceral fights. No. Yeah. Uh, but since we're talking about these fights, and and especially going back to the source material, uh, Eric Killmonger, or what do they call the fella, Eric Killmonger Stevens? Played by Michael B. Jordan. I seem to recall somebody in our group having a problem with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that would be me. I don't really like Michael B. Jordan. I don't think he's a great actor at all. Uh, fix it. I, I thought he was good. I liked him. There's another instance. When I think of Eric Killmonger, especially as presented in the books, this guy's like seven feet tall, pure muscle, just an absolute Killmonger. The guy's. I, I sometimes thought that uh, Don McGregor named him that in the same reasons that I think that uh, Jack Kirby came up with goofy names like Vermin Vundabar because these were intended to be like characters with expiration dates. When you got a name like Killmonger, it's, it's a really stupid name. And so that's a character you should be able to kill off and they stay dead. But uh, being comics, they never actually stay dead. But because he's got a name like Killmonger, I expect him to be just this big, ridiculous, cartoonish figure. And Michael E. Jordan is not that. He didn't even seem to be particularly tall, right? Uh, they were doing some weird stuff to make him kind of look like he's yeah. huge, yeah. but I know that he's kind of he cam- he certain come camera up. angles. It's like in the scene where he's in the museum with the, the, the lady. Which is weird because you figured in the opening scene where he's fighting the big dude. What's his name? Uh, um, oh, uh, uh, I don't want to say Man 8. Uh, yeah, Mabaku. Yeah, you figured they would have done more to show their height difference, but they really didn't. Like, yeah, they could have gotten a little more creative in showing how, how being much really massive. Huger. It was yeah. until later in the movie you realize, oh, he's like a really big dude. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah, but, I think that's, sorry, that's, that's kind of a rookie mistake. Yeah, you yeah, really yeah. want to play that up. Yeah, why wouldn't you show him like walk out in the shadow cast over T'Challa or something where you realize, oh, this dude is huge or something like that, and he's going to fight this mountain of a guy and uh yeah that didn't work yeah but anyway uh so with michael b jordan here's can i just rewrite the whole movie okay right this, just try real to, fast try to rewrite it briefly i'm gonna re- briefly rewrite the whole movie this is how the movie should have been told it should have been two parallel stories one with t'challa as a kid and one with michael b jordan as a kid after he loses his father and t'challa keeps his father and you're at different points in time watching them both grow up so that you understand where they both get to the points where they're at instead of you just telling me oh eric killmonger he's the baddest man around and he grew up without a father and he went to Afghanistan he went to Iraq and he's got a bunch of scars on his body and he's so upset he wants to come back and uh, he knows everything about Wakanda he knows where it is he knows that uh, T'Challa because T'Chaka's been killed he knows T'Challa's about to be named king so he's gonna rush in there and he's gonna challenge the king too even though I thought the ceremony was already over and he missed his chance uh, but it, he, he's just gonna rush in and boom now he's king and I'm like what? well like, they, they did have T'Challa accept his challenge well I know he accepted his challenge but 
I, I, just, I felt like I didn't. I think that you were supposed to empathize with Michael B. Jordan's character. Well, that, 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 discovering that, that, his dead father mm-hmm. and his upbringing without a father, resenting Wakanda, and he's raised his whole life um, knowing that he's linked to this insane country, but that they can, they would basically, he was left to quote unquote rot with the normies, or you know, he's he's been walled out, uh, and he's just he's been waiting his whole life to to what for the king to eventually die one day. I like what, 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 I don't I don't really get what his whole his. They, it would have been good to have built to up a little bit more because I think by the end of the movie it's clear that basically the guy's devoted his life to becoming ultimate badass, so he can eventually go back to Wakanda and get vengeance for his father and and or or uh, get vengeance for all of you know. But why does he hate T'Challa so much? I don't know that he does hate T'Challa. I, he, I think he, he, he says, says he hates you. Well, no, 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 no. They play they play up, they play. They play up the fact that he's trying to start a revolution. I understand, and, and that's his goal, and and how T'Challa and all of them have been sitting back because he, the first thing he tells them is y'all are up here in your ivory tower. It's really nice out here, and he he throws it in their face. Because I mean, honestly, they, it's true. Like that part, I got. I was like, oh, I get why he's pissed. But you didn't. But uh, I know. But and, I, and, and I will say too, that Paquita was saying that one of the things she liked about the movie was she couldn't figure out who to root for. She totally saw both sides of it, and ultimately, what caused her to, to uh, side with T'Challa was that he was still non-violent she just didn't approve of Killmonger's methods but she totally believed in his motivation and I think that that's uh, it, it very much intentional I think you're supposed to some, to some degree decide I, I think I think well, you're I, supposed I, to I felt there was a difference it was like between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X like who do you go with do you go with the revolutionary with I, the gun or the revolutionary I, with the words I, I understand that that's what they, I, I'm not deaf and blind I right. saw the movie I understand that that's what they're trying to do I felt that they could have done a little better job of building up Michael oh. B. Jordan's side so that you can empathize what he went through in his upbringing no I, I agree with you know that. what I'm saying they, they rushed that I mean you, you definitely get the sense it's rushed because whenever they go into the dream world because, because here's why this movie had a very um, Rocky 3 vibe to it and I know that Michael B. Jordan was in Creed everybody chill out uh, this had a very uh, Michael B. Jordan is B.A. Baracus he's from the streets whereas uh, Rocky's soft and he's lived in his ivory tower and he won his championship a long time ago and he's he's coming to show you who the real king is because he's hardened from his life and upbringing whereas Rocky's been you know rich rich and soft I and I'm telling you I swear Michael B. Jordan stole some B.A. Baracus lines out of that freaking movie dude I was like as soon as he came out there I was just like oh dude he this feels so much like Rocky 3 to me and then he even beats him in the fight and everything like that I was like oh this is I'm sorry I had a Rocky 3 vibe which is he's, it might be my favorite Rocky so everybody chill out dude it's, it's not that's a compliment Um, but I, you know I don't know I, I want to see the Crusher Lane Crusher Lane You, I think you kind of understand that, that he's got a freaking rough life Michael B. Jordan is like he's a pretty handsome dude like I, I'm not so sure Michael B. Jordan had such a rough life uh, I mean you just you told me he did but I don't know I, I, well, I, mean, I would have I think, li- I think I his dad liked- explains it in the dream world where he tells him you, you almost get a sense that the father knows he failed him because he's like I should have took you home like I shouldn't have left you there because I mean it, I know they, really, tell you, it, I know it, they it, told me I know they told you a few times yeah but, but I like the feeling that you get a sense that I would have preferred they drove home the yin and yang of T'Challa against Eric Killmong that you showed how different it's yeah. not like T'Challa doesn't want to see, he doesn't understand why he needs to get out there and save these other people because he's never he's not one of them you know what I'm saying he's been he's been on the other side of the wall his whole life he doesn't know what the struggle is like to be outside of Wakanda so you know what I'm saying show us his ignorance and show us why you know, but they I, did whenever he he finds out that his father be, killed his own brother and he's like because the father literally told him it's hard to be a good man and a king and and when I heard that line I was like oh there's something bad that's gonna like his dad did something bad I knew that already when he said as soon as he said that but I didn't know it was going to be I killed my brother I just thought since the beginning of 
the movie started with T'Challa as a child talking with his father. That they, I thought this was going to be p- two parallel stories. Instead, Eric Killmonger just kind of he kind of just shows up. I, I mean, w- well, you get you get the pre credit sequence that kind of sets up that something like that is coming. I, I, I think I see where you're both coming at this from. I think that Mac really wanted it to be parallel, where uh, Mister Fix It is fine with it being sort of asymmetrical, where they kind of fill that in later on. And for you, that feels very lopsided. I think that they were trying to. It was keep the point it, of the movie. Yeah, but I think they were trying to keep it so you have a reveal. They wanted that twist, yeah. and I, I, I I'm not going to say that it worked for me either. I think that cumulatively it worked for me fine. But I, I get where you're coming from too, where I think it would have been interesting to see those two parallels, you know, back and forth, so you can kind of go. You you had that contrast throughout the movie. Um, but they wanted the twist, and I think they still got the message across. Ultimately, they just did it in a way that well, maybe. Well, again, remember this is know, a lot of information. To it's get a lot to of information. Movie. Yeah, that is self-contained. That's why I said Reese. You would have to redo the whole movie to do yeah. it. You would have to cut out so much shit. Well, to, not just because de- I'm saying yeah. dedicate basically half the movie to Eric Killmonger's story, which he's the lead villain in the movie and is cause of so much strife within the country. That but they, was he really they, a villain? You, you know what I mean. He's the adversary in the movie. Oh yeah, he's the villain because he he's still a <laughs> he's bad guy, villain. and despite how much he may try to dress it up, he's still about watching the world burn. He's really not about saving people. He he talks that talk, but he doesn't walk that walk. He's too hateful, too angry, and he is he, he they even make a point at the end he's going to blow up blowing up the whole world yeah. he even says that he, he's he's you know he doesn't really care ultimately. I kind of realize he was a bad guy when he almost choke slammed the woman working the uh, the purple heart room right okay? right yeah, when, no, she, when he nearly yeah. died maybe he's not such a good guy I thought unless you could be oh no I understand he doesn't want any other kings it's okay to choke slam that poor woman working the place <laughs> lord I feel like I'm in the homecoming podcast we're arguing freaking <laughs> the arm the arms dealer selling guns on the street <laughs> to commit crimes versus oh no but he's a good guy though we don't know what he's doing with those guns. Jesus. Anyway, um, I, I'm just he's saying, trading jobs. I, I'm, I, I'm just. I would. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I wanted more of T'Challa's arc for him to because at the end everything is so. They're even both Black Panthers, you know, and and it's so. Which is it, actually kind of bugged me too, but they felt the need to do that. It's. A, I'm, That's I'm, what I'm saying. There's so I'm many. Tired, they're trying I'm, to it, parallel them at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, well, can, where do, was do this we the always? Does, it, does do they always have to be brothers? Does is that cousins, just, bro? They're well, cousins. I know they're cousins, but they're they're brothers. They're they're wearing the same outfits. They're trying to have the same role coming at it from different angles we've done this in the, the movies so often especially the superhero movies I don't think you need that direct parallel so much and they really it, once you've got both guys in the same suit they're really it's really on the nose so that, that was kind of a bummer for me too my, my only complaint is that I wish there had been a tone of there was one of the four tribes that maybe were a, 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 I would say helping Killmonger like there was him. there was bro no yeah. no 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 no, <laughs> well, he learned, these people. no, no, yeah. no he learned no 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 he learned all this stuff from his dad's book. He had no interaction with them. Like, I would like to know that there Which, was a- And I agree. And this is a problem that I have is that you have an entire tribe get peeled off because you killed one guy and you came out. Again, this is a xenophobic society and you're go- specifically going up against a guy who's, who said he doesn't want a bunch of immigrants in his country and shit. Well, uh, yeah. and, and he's going to turn the country over to an uh, outsider. See, and that's the thing. Very convenient. I wanted someone, one of the tribes to be Killmonger's one of ours. He's one of our people and they're feeding him this information and he's going to come in and they're priming they're they're kind of setting him up so when he steps in he can take over the king and that tribe honestly they could have done that because no, but that's what i b- want because well, I, I and honestly they probably should have done it that way because it would have made more sense because then he would have had more knowledge of the he they could have because to me it bothered they, me they, they it bothered me that he had the black panther suit and he's like well, yeah, how no, does dude. he know about the suit uh, they, they could have leaked to him that hey yeah. the the challenge
challenge is occurring. You need yeah. to get here now because they know that that he's about to. See, and that's that's what and, that was the part that bothered me was he and knew it would have ex- no hold on. Connection. I'm trying to help you out it, <laughs> it, it, because it also would have explained because I was about to say this to shoot a hole in your argument until you brought that up. Um, that it also would have explained why Tatal didn't just say, "Hey, the reason I didn't get Claw to begin with was because of this dude. He's the one who yeah. re- he rescued Claw in order to kill him and then bring him here. To, like all he had to do was say that. Yeah. It's like you're the dude who who like I don't know why he didn't just say it. Why mm-hmm. didn't say oh, I didn't get Claw, bro, because a bunch of his dudes showed up, knocked a hole in the wall, and took him. Oh, and it looks like that dude's from Wakanda. Whereas if he, if he would have known the whole time that that was going to happen, that it would have made more sense. I don't know why T'Challa didn't explain it to him. Yeah. No. Well, this is the thing that bugged me, too, is the thing that I love about uh, Black Panther is that he's brilliant. He's playing the fourth dimensional chess, all that kind of stuff. And he's just flat-footed throughout this entire movie. He's naive throughout this entire movie. And it that does definitely reflect the characters portrayed in the, like, the McGregor comics and the Bronze Age Panther. But I'm a fan of Christopher Priest Panther, and if anything, Killmonger was reflecting that more. But even he was coming at it kind of dumb. It's like you got you've set up that Wakanda has all these spies, and they're they're integrated into the the, the, the cultures. You know, uh, Black Panther's girlfriend in the movie is a spy, and but see that makes and, me and, and they, this, they look more a, villain. I mean, to me, that's kind of that doesn't make them look good. Like right, like but, they but, have but, spies but this, that are in, like in, infiltrating other governments. Right, but see that's this like, this ugh. is my thing is okay if if Killmonger is aware of this and his father was associated with these things why isn't he turning some of these Wakandan spies why isn't he setting up networks why doesn't he have people in Wakanda to flip it so you show that yeah T'Chaka back in the day had his people integrated into the, the, the outside world and and you know turning things on their head why didn't Killmonger turn that around on you and this is one of the big problems I have with the movie uh, as far as like taking a character name and then not doing anything with it I guess maybe the intention was to fuck with your expectations but you got Lupita Nyong'o as N- Nakia right or Nakia I guess is how it's pronounced now we've all read the Christopher Priest run that character ain't the character that's in the movie and what I kept waiting for the entire fucking movie it was so frustrating for me I'm sure it, it's very possible that the intention was to thwart my expectations to fuck with what I, I've seen coming um, but because there was nothing that paid that off it just pissed me off Nakia in the comics was one of the Dora Milaje and what she did is she actually fell in love with T'Challa it, in the comics this is something that they said was too creepy to have in the movies and so they didn't want to have that T'Challa basically his personal guard are all uh, women who are his betrothed they are his beloved Dora Milaje these are women who could potentially become queen and, and they're they're all basically it's like a hair like a, an armed harem right and, but they're also they're like all representatives of various tribes so it's part of the diplomacy that like every every uh, one of the tribes of Wakanda has a wife within the royal house so that you know that helps to keep the peace and everything else and so what was interesting with Nakia is she fell in love with Black Panther full on love romantic love and she pursued him and was rejected because he was already in a relationship with Monica Lynn and so she goes full fucking um, fatal attraction tries to kill Monica Lynn ends up becoming a villainess uh, by the name of Malice she takes over an old name from the McGregor stuff and so she's an adversary of Black Panther and so when they set her up as a spy in these movies and they set her up as somebody who is concerned about the human condition outside of Wakanda I thought oh it's going to be so great when it turns out that she's the one that Killmonger has turned that she's the, the spy in the house of, of T'Challa and they don't fucking do that and said she's just a fucking another like badass you know love interest supporting uh, that would have been, uh, been cool if that was his spy yeah that was feeding that, the, what I wanted feeding him the information that turned out was exactly yeah, that would have been great because, she, 
because her her thinking is almost, almost aligned with his. Exactly. It doesn't make sense for her to suddenly decide she's going to protect the royal family side for, oh, she's in love with T'Challa. But the character already exists in the comics. She has a purpose in the comics. And so for you to name a character that in the movie and then not fulfill that purpose, you're just being a dick. And you're also, I'm sorry, there's a more interesting story to be told with her flipping yeah. than there is with her just being the love interest who's resistant let's, to becoming part of the royal family. Let's face it, though, the, this, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a, a history of this. Mm-hmm. Like, why couldn't you just call her Joe, uh, Joanne Smith? Right. Why did you have to use the name from a comic book and steal a possible future story from someone? Like, mm. why did you have to have, like, the Mandarin? Like, they just kind of ruined the Mandarin. Well, like, but, but now even the Mandarin, like, they left that open. You, Nakia, you I, can't really do anything I get it, but with. I, I, I just feel like they, they just, oh, here's a name from the comics. Let's just name her that. Yeah. And it's like, you, you could have named her anything because the character is not the character in the book. But now if somebody wants to do that story, they got to create a whole new character. And it just, I don't, I don't know why you would do. I just yeah. don't get it. I, I don't, I don't understand why we have to earmark that the, the we just have to use a name. Oh, we, you have to use a name from the comic book. I mean, it would have been cool if she was a Venom, a Venom, a villain, because of course he freezes up around her all the time. So that would make it almost, almost harder for him to fight her. Right. And this is a movie that's all about these strong women, right? Well, one of the things Bakita loved was how, how there was such a diverse selection of women that all had different uh, 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 attributes, different uh, ways of approaching problems. Uh, and they were all vital. They all contributed to the overall story. And so having a villain this makes sense. You want to have I, I just to show that the bad guys, the bad girls have agency as well. And instead, to some degree, it almost felt like you, she was uh, extraneous because you already had a Koye being the badass chick. So why do you need two badass chicks if one of them is going to turn? I'll tell you why. Because this movie does have a bit of a message. I don't think the message should be that the the strong male's strong wife stabs him in the back. Probably not the best message to put. I, I, I think having the, the strong black man and the strong black woman together and unifying it would be better than having her stab him in the back. But she's not stabbing it. She just has a different worldview and how to achieve it. I think if she was um, the... You, what, didn't we just say she would be the plant for Eric Killmonger? I think yeah. that's kind of stabbing him in the back a little bit. Well, no, because again, the, they're playing up the fact that they've been trapped on this island in this ivory tower and even she's bothered by that. That's you not, you, that's you can I even I do the whole thing where she been, does love T'Challa but she also believes in Killmonger and she's torn between the two of them. Uh, that could, would be more interesting than her just being the spare badass because all, all that she ends up doing... There's, is there's enough room in the movie for that too. There's not enough room yeah, in the movie sure to, that, it would be to, to, hard, yeah. to now... now I, I don't think there's just enough room in the movie. Like I said, I, 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 we already discussed, I think that there should have been more pushback from his people. Uh, I just think that the problem is that he can't be a character in the Marvel Universe if nobody... It's just like Iron Man. It's just too much of a pain in the ass to keep Tony Stark a secret identity. So let's just get rid of that in the first movie. I think that's a lot of what this movie was about. Um, one, about him understanding that... Because, I mean, the, the idea of Wakanda is kind of shitty. Like we've been saying, they're kind of shitty. They're super xenophobic and there are there's tons of strife affecting um african americans in america but also africans in africa and they don't do anything about it and that's kind of shitty and you would have to kind of explain that as him being the now prominent black superhero in a blockbuster movie that hey why is he just why doesn't he help anybody it doesn't make any sense i I think that the arc of the movie that by the end of the movie he understands yeah let's help people yeah and and this is how badass we are i think that's the point of the movie i i think that make adding a whole other layer of more infighting with him and all of his people about not wanting to do it i think it would have just mucked the movie up well but no i mean you already have a sense that there's like i mean that one guy talking about the immigrants and stuff where you already have a sense that there's a lot of them that don't want to interact with the outside world they like the status quo they like yeah i actually think that because this is one of the problems i was having with the the setup they have in this movie is and this is something i argued with with ryan on that other podcast is that 
Black Panther, let Black Panther just be a superhero power fantasy. He doesn't have to be the black superhero. You know, he, does, he doesn't have to have all that responsibility. Let him have his fantasy world that he lives in. And by forcing him into a situation where he has to reclaim uh, African-American history and, and reclaim slavery and all this kind of shit, it, it puts a burden on the character. It puts a burden on the movies that well, doesn't have to be there when it could just be a fun power fantasy and let it just be this magical kingdom that just has to be all these black people in it. But now it's gotten dragged into where now it's got to be all socially conscious and shit. And so it means that the movies have to be heavy and kind of a drag. So I, to some degree, it's like, I, did you really want to go that way? Did you want to do it in the very first movie besides? But on the same token, you have a situation where, yeah, his, the individual tribes will probably have issues with him interacting with the world. Uh, and that's something you could deal with in the sequels. You could also deal with the fact that there's so a lot of people there's in the There's going to be more movies. Yeah. So. There's going to be pushback from the rest of the world as well that doesn't want the, 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 the doesn't want a, a part of their populace suddenly having all these powers and, and weapons and finances and everything else. So there's definitely fuel there, but I, I kind of wanted the Black Panther movie to be about Black Panther and Wakanda and their story, and it ends up being this thing where you have to be, you know, Johnny PC, socially conscious. What about the people in all the other countries that have to be black? Why, why, do, why does Wakanda have to be responsible for all black people everywhere? Why does it always have to be this thing where they have to lift, I don't know, it just, it puts such a burden on a character that could just be a fun fantasy for people that may just want some fucking escapism, that they don't have to get all this extra uh, political stuff burden onto their fantasy, you know? Well, I mean, I, 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 I like when I'm watching if, Star if, Wars, if, I don't have to worry about whether, you know, Luke Skywalker is contributing to the economy of Tatooine and he's helping to build up the fucking, you know, nerf herders and shit. What's he doing for the nerf herders? I don't have to worry about that shit. I can just enjoy it as a fantasy and it just kind of sucks that, okay, here's the black superhero and let's make him, you know, represent it, it's the exact thing that you, with the Wonder Woman burden. She's got to be the Wonder Woman for all the women representing the best in all the women and now Wakanda and Black Panther has to be the black super, black everybody the entire world's black superhero you know why you gotta lay that on him in his first fucking movie yeah, I don't know I mean, the, but but the whole cast was black and the director's black and who wrote the script was the, uh, the Coogler uh, the, 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 okay. he, he at least co-wrote it the director well, did I mean yeah. if, if, if I know that they want to go that if way if they wanted if, to go that way who the fuck am I and tell them not to go that way I mean I, I mean they can but uh, it's yeah. not like a bunch of white dudes were like this must be what black people want they want to have a black savior country that gets to go in and save her this was you know I, I don't know I'm, I'm not going to judge the movie for that shit uh, sorry I'm, I'm, uh, well. <laughs> well, it was definitely different than other Marvel movies uh, this one de- I think this one definitely had a lot of layers to it um, I do want to say too it was really nice to actually see Lupita Nyong'o in a movie as opposed to her icon or an animated she's character pretty or, too. she's pretty too she's pretty but it, it, like I've gotten used to it at this point it's like I, I haven't seen her in a movie in a long time I'm always seeing some CGI character with her voice and shit so that was nice I know I just kind of derailed that sorry about that so uh, I was just kind of like reviewing real quick because we also we've got Daniel Kaluuya as uh, Wakabi Wakabi also goes back to the at least the McGregor stuff um, but it, it was weird that uh, that aspect of the character was always there but actually having portray T'Challa was like geez can he come back from that uh, so I, I thought that was kind of a weird choice but but I did like that they cast such a especially in recent memory prominent actor for that role so that it, it could have been just some faceless nobody dude but because it's a guy that we all know is in an Oscar winning movie or an Oscar nominated movie you're you're definitely more aware that oh this guy could actually mean something this guy could be a big deal in these movies so I thought that was a smart choice here's the thought would it have been better if this was just if it was the uncle that came back would this have been better if it was the uncle that came back like he, he like he never got killed he was just ostracized and came back and just cut out all this you know what I mean well, no, no, see here's the thing though I really like
like that Michael B. Jordan is coming into this as a guy who's not a part of this shit at all. He is he's, yeah, he's so. an American okay. and he's got that mentality. No, no, it's cool. Leave it in there. But I think I think you need to have that contrast where it's like I'm a guy who I'm just trying who's to think of a way to, all this to, shit. to muck this up less. And yeah. it'd be a lot easier if the uncle showed up for people to flip turn coat yeah. quickly quicker because they know him. Right, right. And he'd have a more legitimate stake because he's How the brother the and everything just else. Didn't steal the necklace. Like they saw a Well, because he has a, the, he's got the, the lip thing. He's got a do- did he did he show yeah. it? Yeah. He, he did show yeah. it. He yelled right. I, and plus I think that's why he's so pretty, is because he's got them good Wakandan the, the you know Wakandan the, the infusion going on, that vibranium infusion. Yeah, I, By the way, it, it is funny to me too that Marvel has just decided they're not going to define what the fuck vibranium is. No. It's the strongest it's element. The force. It powers it. Yeah, it's, it's just it can do whatever the fuck you need it to do. Yeah. Oh how, oh man, how'd you fix my spine? Fucking vibranium chiropractor, bro. Just plug huh? it right in there. No problem. <laughs> Lots of pseudoscience in this movie, but <laughs> Oh yes. Uh well I mean they they really are living in sci fi land too. I mean that's that that's a concept breaker. That's one of the problems that you have with Wakanda, just like you have with Mr. Fantastic's inventions. It's like, how do you continue to have a recognizable world when you know that this exists within that world? Yeah, it, it, I'm, and like a lot of it did. I didn't. None of this bothered me, but I was sitting there going, like, oh, this shit. Are they underground now? Like, where are where there are underground trains? Who are on these trains? Where are they traveling on these trains? Or is there a train station where people are getting on bullet trains and traveling? Are they? Yeah, where are they going? Is, is, this, is how this, big is Wakanda? Is then? this inside the Vibranium Mountain? Where are we? I don't even know where the fuck this is. It's just like open space. It was just very weird. I, I like I, I it didn't really I didn't really give a shit, but I was just looking at this going I mean it's cool looking, but yeah. I don't know where the fuck this is right yeah, now. Yeah, they haven't filled in some of this stuff. I guess yeah. they kinda went into a hole at one point. No no no, because that was just them like phasing and I don't know, it made no fun sense. There's a lot of stuff it. where it's like this looks cool. I does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. I, but I, but I, I was like, I was, see, is this the vib- are this the is this the mining the the vibranium? Or we or is it just a big hollow I don't know what it was, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It's look cool. I, I think that Mbaku is as good as you could possibly get at doing man ape without completely offending the entire world he looked dope he looked cool i think that i had fun with how they played him uh and i love the mask that he had during the challenge too you know i i, I loved the, his his lair with the, the oh yeah that was cool holding the uh his like bridge uh-huh with all like the hanging scrolls and everything yeah i, I dug that, that really yeah. really great i th- and I, maybe we can just tee into this now i thought this movie looked great if they yeah, it's good looking movie yes. stupid fucking suicide squad can win an academy award or whatever they won from whatever the well, I think it was just like costumes and makeup. Then, which is like, then, fuck they, they, then like, give them fucking one for costumes and makeup. Yeah. The costumes and makeup. Oh, such, each such, different yeah. tribe and each tribe had. So like he's the border protectors and they've all got the shields to create the borders. Mm-hmm. And the uh, I, so that each they all had these themed powers that I, it was all fantastic. I thought some of the ships were maybe a little but but even the ships were like insects because mm-hmm. I, I really I, they, I, like the, the, for some reason the ship, especially when they were showing stuff like it, it uh, uh, going over the African planes and shit got a very strong V vibe. Did you were you remembering V when yeah, you watched the, that shit too? The, the, the way shape, the shadow the drops and everything. Just yeah, just I, I'm wondering if he maybe saw that because something about the way the ships moved and how it interacted with that particular environment reminded me a lot of V. I thought it was which, which of course totally like tweaks my nostalgic lip. So. I, I thought Wakanda looked a lot like um, what was the world from a Ragnarok? Oh, uh, maybe a little bit. Like that, that, that whole the car. That market, yeah, they had that whole market feel to it where like you saw technologies and stuff that you wouldn't see anywhere else. Well, I, I, I think that. it was more because it is Africa. Africa still, it's just high tech Africa. So you had the bazaars and there's street food. And I, stuff but I like that. that. They, they, but you could see the technology was integrated. For I'm the, glad they didn't make it look like, like Singapore or something. Inside, you know what I mean? Where it was just like, oh, it's just like a city with 
people with accents. It was very distinctive. It. Like that's what I liked about it too. The way the city looked, it was like that's what I thought Wakanda would look like. Uh, I don't really know if we spent enough time on the streets of Wakanda. Oh, for no, me when to they get showing, that kind no, of they're showing those really nice long shots of the city I mean, and all the skyscrapers. Some buildings. I mean, it, I thought it looked cool and it was obviously technologically advanced. But yeah. um, uh, I, I, again, I thought it looked all looked really fucking cool. I thought the the effects were really, really for the most part, really good in this movie. For the most part, I'm not saying there wasn't there wasn't some some rubbery looking stuff like that. The claw chasing was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, that's fine with me. I I, I love the design of the movie. I, I got to mention too, the locust ships were really freaking yeah. neat. neat. Uh, and I like that you saw things visualized in a way that you hadn't seen in other movies. You could see that they put a lot of thought into trying to come at things from a different perspective. I love the color. I love that they they embrace having lots of color. I love that the costumes in this movie are fantastic. It's, it's got to win an Academy Award for the costuming because they looked functional. It looked. I believe that people would walk around in these outfits. Uh, but they were stunning. They were so intricate, beautiful. Um, real quick, too, I want to throw out Angela Bassett as Ramonda. Uh, fairly thankless role, unfortunately. Um, I did kind of miss, too, the character had uh, more substantial things to do, especially in the pre-series, but also in some of the McGregor stuff. Whereas here, she, she didn't have a lot to do. It, everything that made her special was about Angela Bassett. But hearing Angela Bassett do the African accent and being regal, I'm so I'm still never going to get over. She should have been stormed 20 oh, years no, ago. Oh, no, no. The white I was about to say with the white hair yeah, when she was she walking I'm like so missed, oh that storm that is so storm it, it just kills me that we didn't get to have that she she should have been stormed 20 years ago she's still the storm in my heart so I just have to give her a shout out to that uh, and also Forrest Whitaker as much as I, I love Forrest Whitaker uh, Zuri again the character in the comics is so much more funny such a big brash you know bull in a china shop type character and for him to just be playing like yes I'm the you know elder what is he like the sorcerer guy whatever the hell he's the he, keeper like, of the scrolls thought, yeah, well, no, a keeper of the plant wasn't he like he's a gardener or something yeah he's a constant, well, he, well, he he's was a constant a spy. gardener he was he's a, a spy at one point because he was the, right. was the twist right yeah, yeah. which but, I didn't catch that at first I thought that was a nice little twist but no yeah he's there chopping up those little weird uh, the black what the fuck are they what are they called the the, the uh, heart shaped the yeah. plants, yeah. Which heart shaped, I, I, heart, shaped, heart shaped herb, yeah. Yeah, okay. I did like the fact that that was a byproduct. Which of did no way looked like a heart shaped herb, by the way. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, where they they did this glowing stone thingies in a flower or something. Infinity stones. Yeah, uh, but it, it was another instance too where don't don't just don't steal, uh, take a character's name for the comics if you're not actually going to do the character. So, but I liked Forrest Whitaker in the movie, and I liked that he did stuff, and you know, he he served his purpose and everything. But it's like uh, don't don't. It just frustrates me because like. I like those characters from the comics. I thought they were extremely well realized, especially in the priest books. And then for them to be like totally different, somewhat more generic characters in this movie, uh, because the struck the 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 setup of the family itself, the the, the cast, the supporting cast, it's not that dissimilar from a lot of stuff we've seen in a lot of other movies. Uh, it's not that they had any uh, like a distinct flavor that made it completely different, where they're coming at it from a different perspective. Uh, it, it is kind of a classic royal family superhero kind of thing going on there. And I think that if you'd gone to the comic source material a little bit more it would have given it a little bit more of a distinct flavor uh, I, I, I guess except I, I liked all the characters too you know I liked them I cared about his sister I cared about yeah. Michonne I cared about uh, uh, his on again off again girlfriend Nakia Nakia um, and I thought they all had their own personalities they all acted the way that you think they would throughout the whole movie where you know the spy doesn't really have allegiances to anybody so I know that she's supposed to now serve the new king but she doesn't whereas Michonne is like full on no I'm Adora Milaje it doesn't matter he's the king he's my king too yeah and that's it sorry i i can't there's nothing i can do about I have it my vows, I, yeah. i'm bound by my honor and that's you know what i mean uh i liked all that i i'd almost forgot that she and home dude who's the uh, wakabi wakabi were uh, uh, i know they, they, they really dropped they 
earlier it up, she completely says, forget about it. And I was like, are they ever going to address that again? And then thankfully they did. But yeah. it's like, well, I'm glad you planted the seed, but you waited an awful long yeah, time for it to grow. It was way too, you could have added another hint in there There's somewhere. There's one more scene. They needed a scene after uh, T'Challa appeared to die where these guys are talking about what are we going to do. There has to be a scene with her and the rhinoceros that got cut out, right? Yeah. There, there should have been, instead of having the scene, you know the real problem? It, the scene didn't need to be between uh, Nakia and Okoye. The scene needed to be between Wakabe and Okoye. And then Nakia should have just been off doing her thing because it would have been answered in that other scene. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. You needed that reminder before that big confrontation. But again, but I still get, I get all the characters. Home dude said his parents were both killed by Claw and dude killed the Claw. So now but this is the one guy yeah, we don't I, talk about too, uh, Ulysses Claw. I went really back and forth as far as that goes because there were moments where Andy Serkis was just stealing his scenes and there were moments where I really wanted him to be fucking dead, especially because he just, that laughing thing got off on my nerves where he's just randomly laughing. Uh, the obnoxiousness. I feel, I feel like he had a lot of scenes cut out. Yeah, I'm wondering if there was some connective material that we lost. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because he is sort of like, oh, it's Ulysses Claw. And then he's just like gone. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, he like, he's gone, gone? Oh, okay. Well, that was fast. Um, whereas you're right. He's like, the he's the main guy in this beginning, uh, in the beginning scenes. And it's just. And, and I do love his South African accent. I, I, I He's oh, just got yeah. a really he good. He sounds like he's yeah. straight up out of, he sounds like Ninja from D. <laughs> he does, right? Uh, he really does. Yeah. Uh, except that the, a couple of his jokes, I wasn't able to catch i don't know because if that was, i don't know if that was because of this it could have been because the sound system where it, seemed it wasn't like, great in that theater yeah. that could have been it i'm not gonna uh, sell the movie short for that but I, I feel like i might have missed a couple of his jokes because i was like Wait, what is oh oh it's the mixtape okay, okay i got it i feel like I, maybe i just missed the line at first because of either his accent or the sound quality but whatever claw i thought he was fine i mean i was surprised they killed him uh, yeah, as yeah. was i i was just glad because i, I but think i'm kind of done yeah i don't think you need to go back to claw no, but it's it's well, that's, that's not did, something we see in the Marvel movies where. You does this movie going. really need to have white antagonists uh, bothering that, going after a bunch of Africans? Like, do we need to see that? I just think that's needlessly mucky, especially in 2017, 18. And I've seen, seen it a billion times. We don't, don't really need to do that, right? What? Uh, well, because you've <laughs> said like eight idea. things this whole podcast, oh. so I was looking at you to that. I don't know. Let me guess. Ah, he was okay. I don't mean. Well, here's what I'm wondering about with Mr. Fixit specifically. I feel like he's holding back. I feel like he's got an opinion that he's sitting on right now i disagree you don't think so no i think he just thought the movie was okay yeah i i was a surprise i it's not my favorite marvel movie um it was definitely targeted it to us like a group like it just i don't know i i enjoyed it but it wasn't and, I, and i'm the minority here and i just I we, we, we were the minority in the, the theater too let's, well, no, let's no, 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 but that. i'm saying like look dude, as no, someone no, of, hey, you know what, here's oh, we'll come keep finishing okay. point now well, no, okay so as a, a minority watching the movie i i enjoyed it it felt an or it's definitely an origins story i like no. not not as bad about no, it as not. both of them. One of the things well, no, no. really loved is that, like, she. This is one of her favorite of the Marvel movies. Uh, she was like, I think the Iron Man and then Doctor Strange and this were in competition with each other. And I think what it was is she really likes the character of Doctor Strange. We just but saw the hated- movie. When did you guys talk about all this bullshit? <laughs> I got her on the phone because I wanted to make sure I was I was loaded to bear. Uh, her thing I think was that she really liked the Doctor Strange character, but it was another fucking origin movie, and it, to a large degree, it was a rehash of Iron Man's origin specifically. And what she liked about this one is it had a complete different flavor to it that it wasn't just an origin movie it's like it felt like they got the origin stuff out of the way pretty quick and then they told a whole new story yeah. she liked that Wakanda was a whole new locale and so it felt much fresher to her and I agree that it wasn't such a it, it wasn't burdened by origins the origin stuff seemed like it was dispensed with pretty quickly and the degree which was an origin movie it really was more of a Killmonger's origin movie but not really it was just an aspect it, it, the I, origin didn't I overwhelm the entire movie as I said earlier I would have preferred more Killmonger origin than we got but yeah I wouldn't say this was because Black Panther was already Black Panther and uh, Civil War. There was no there was no vat of uh, Panther goop knocked over onto him, and he got 
radioactive powers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or he wasn't in some tragic accident that caused him to become Black Panther. He was already Black Panther. Well, his father died. No, but he was already Black Panther before his father died. Actually, no, I think they still portrayed him, his father. I seem to remember him in a Black Panther costume fighting after several fa- people in Civil War. After his father died. Right. So he just went through the ceremony to, to get the, the He got title. the suit. He, he got the new title on his desk. That's yeah. all. But there wasn't really, I wouldn't call this an origin story. Or Civil War an origin story either. No, I wouldn't call him because I don't think, I think they tell you there's he, just he always a Black Panther. Yeah, he was there's, trained for this his entire life. So it was just, he put on a suit. I would say this well, was and clearly, and clearly his sister had been working on suits for a while and was playing with all kinds of different designs. She had a whole row of these things doing with different properties. Well, no, so. but they even say like, oh, well, this is my design because he had designed because he's a scientist. They don't really explain that. They don't ever, it, it, like you said earlier, they never show you that he has any sort of scientific ability at any point in this movie. Uh, but then I guess his sister wouldn't really have anything to do. But he's the one who's, he says that that original Mark One armor is his and she's all like, ah, that's old stuff. Oh, and he, I love that joke. He's like, where, no, but that's mine. I designed that. When one. I love the joke was, like, oh, they're shooting at bullets. Let me put my helmet on. Yeah. Which I was like, that's that pretty funny. Because that's the one he designed a long time ago. But uh, that's what I'm saying. He, he was kind of, he's already Black Panther. This isn't really an origin at all. It's more of him maybe finding his way into the mainstream world, but I don't know. If it's the introduction it. of Wakanda. Just, it's, 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 it's like about homecoming. his whole world. Homecoming isn't an origin story. Right. Yeah. That's true. You're just getting to know the cast. You're getting to know the environment. Right. But he's never bit by a radioactive spider. He's Spider-Man. You know he's Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man in Civil War. It, ironically. It, we already saw the character in Civil War. You kind of know his deal. They uh, briefly mentioned in Homecoming. Oh, I got people ready to spider. Oh, cool. Okay. Same thing in this one. Oh, you got uh, it's the, you, you eat the palm or whatever and you become super powerful. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's that's all. Sorry. Not an origin story. Rejected. <laughs> all right, I enjoyed the movie. It, it just it for a standalone movie, it was good. Um, I sat there and I was thinking, you know, you could have the good thing about the movie is you could have named a mini character. He could have been the Green Jackal. I mean, it would have just been a story for the Green Jackal. So, I like the fact that it was self-contained. I wasn't a big fan of the CG. Really? Especially, especially I, I the thought, fighting. The fighting. Well, I think it, there was it a came out, it came kind of gamey. Like, it, it felt very much video game. Like, they're going back and forth, and... I, I, the I physics just, are kind of wonky in this movie intentionally, yeah. but sometimes that they, they went to some amazing Spider-Man two places sometimes with the action. I think, like you said, like very CG gamey. Yeah, like where, I, where you kind of like start to kind of like lose interest. Their physics, their physics clearly, were the physics. Their bodies were weird. Like when they're fighting and they're jumping around, I was kind of like, uh. well, well, when the Black Panthers fighting. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, no, and that, that's what I mentioned earlier. I was like, as much as I li- I really kind of like the CGI and I like the look of the movie. The rubbery stuff was kind of the Black Panther yeah. stuff when he's riding around on the car. Yeah, and when he's, he's jumping around, and flipping around, none of that looked great. And I think everything great. everything is better. It didn't look in, bad. It, just, yeah. it was just sort of middle of the road. Everything is better in realistic locations in broad daylight, where a lot of that night stuff or that underground tunnels and the train stuff is like, wow, this is I'm going to cut green scene. screen. Yeah, it's green and, screen. And, and that's a Marvel screen. problem too. There's another instance where your third act big boss battle is very much watching somebody else play a video game. Yeah, but usually in these Marvel movies, when you're fighting the big bad, it's out in daylight. Mm-hmm. They seem to make a point. Whereas there was a lot of really dark scenes in this movie. Movie where I just like like when 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 in the very the opening scene where he kind of ambushes that uh that uh, convoy caravan, yeah. like I'm like man this is really dark like I'm kind of squinting to even see what's going on yeah, I think the theater impacted that yeah movie. I, so, I, I, I think the screen dude. the screen yeah good? I mean maybe that's possible maybe that but and may, maybe that would help some of the CGI yeah you know, maybe you know it might it might no that's true it might be because I just rewatched JLA on a 4K TV and it was it looked way different like better or worse I would say worse like no, the CG really no, looks 
Justice League? Yeah. How did you watch Justice League on a 4K TV? I think it's already on digital. Well, I was going to give the movie another shot, and we're watching it, and uh, the movie looked fantastic until the scene where Superman comes back, and I was like, oh my god, so bad. Like, the Flash looked bad. Even like when Wonder Woman gets hit to the ground, it's like, oh, wow, this looks really fucking bad. Like, everyone in the room was like, you could, there was a, there was four, like four or five of us, there was a collective, ooh, like, everybody was just like, ooh. This movie never had one of those moments, thank God, but it, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm still, honestly, I can't judge this movie. I'm still digesting it. I, yeah, I and I've like been it. a little time with it, too. Yeah, I liked it, but my mind is still trying to put things together. Like, y'all are talking, talking, I'm just like, I'm still digesting it. I can't, I can't come out and say, well, this is what I didn't like. Because there was a lot of stuff I really liked. I mean, I visually was in awe. Like, I would love to see this on an IMAX screen or something, where it was just huge. But at some point, my brain started telling me, this is all CG. Like, this is too much CG. Um... I thought the acting was solid. I mean, there was a lot of aspects I liked, but like, I'm still digesting because I'm sitting there in my head. I'm replaying. It's a lot to take in. There's, yeah, it's, it's a really uh, to some degree over. You're right. Movie. The movie's so rushed that I'm I'm thinking about a part. And I'm like, wait, what? This doesn't make sense. So I'm kind of trying to replay the movie in my head to try to understand why this scene doesn't make sense to me, and I'm trying to put it all back together. I really wish, and Marvel doesn't do this, but I really wish they'd give us an extended cut because it needs to breathe a little bit more. I feel. This movie could. This needed to be a two and a half hour movie. I think it was. How long was this movie? It was not short i can yeah. tell you that for sure it was like a- give me a run time freak internet werewolves 134 minutes so we're talking two hours and 14 minutes so okay. another 15 minutes might yeah. have been good yeah, maybe. maybe another I mean, half hour might have been good flush out uh, some you know what maybe. i don't want another 15 minutes I, I like the movie i don't want another 15 minutes really yeah i'm not i could have done less singapore maybe take some of that and put it into the other characters kind of flush them out a little bit i'm not going to dispute that yeah, yeah. well i mean because now i'm looking back what, so why did he have the vibranium well he could, was trying to sell it but it was kind of like you yeah they never you gave us a good you, reason you could have done that in a fucking subway station in like was it two minutes get, was did they steal the vibranium to get found? No, they stole it. It would be one thing. Like, if he would have stolen the vibranium to get captured, well, to actually, be brought into Wakanda, that thought, would have made sense. I well, thought, especially if, say, I don't know, Nakia had pointed out, hey, we've just trailed or, uh, Killmonger who stole this what? vibranium. No, no, no. And then the twist did she back. It was so. Again, this is where I'm replaying. Wait, wait. This is where I'm replaying it. But I'm talking about the vibranium part. I think that's what I'm talking about. I thought Killmonger had stole the vibranium to give to Claw, to kill Claw, like to get close to Claw because he. He knew they wanted Claw. Like, I thought that was the whole point. I think like, that's what it is. I thought the whole point of the ver- the vibranium was to get Claw to come in closer. It's so to do the, almost gotcha. Yeah. So, to, to make T'Challa look like shit for not killing Claw, and he's the one who killed Claw. Yeah, you're right. And, and, then, use, and then use the body. Because, again, you've got to figure, he knows he's coming in to a group that's not going to accept him. That's he has just, to bring He has to bring something to open the door. That's just really, like, layer on layer on layer. And you're you're and, counting on this happening and this right, happening right. and this happening and this and, happening. And that's what I'm saying. It's, and, it's uh, see, that's uh, in Civil War again. Well, no, no, but see, Zemo. Yeah, but no, 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 Zemo. Except they used the whole movie to explain yeah, Zemo. And, right. and, and, five and, minutes, his, and his, his. Well, again, why did you let Claw loose with the vibranium so that Panther comes out so they could get captured so you could rescue Claw so if you're going to kill Claw and then go directly to Wakanda because you know exactly where Wakanda is. So and then, why did you even? What was the plane like? Now yeah. I need you to take me to Wakanda, and he's all like, "Take you to Wakanda." Why did any of that happen? Well, he that, but he doesn't take him to Wakanda. He kills him because yeah, he already knew where Wakanda. So why are you even? I think yeah. he initially was going to kill him. That was the whole plan from okay, stuff. Because so even the girl, even him? the girl goes, "I'm sorry," because I think she screwed up. Because I think she was supposed to kill Claw while he killed the other guy. They throw the bodies in there. They both show up, but she fucked up. Well, I'm gonna, you know, you're in the way. I have to achieve. I think this. I thought she was saying I'm sorry because now she was taken hostage. I think that was why she was saying sorry. Yeah. She didn't, and see, again, she this is a, that's, that's where I was like, I have to go back and try to like, yeah, I, I can't, get, I can't be fair and impartial. It, it would have been an easy fix to just have Eric Killmonger having watched the action. 
in Singapore so it gets sized up T'Challa. Yeah. But we don't get that scene. We kind of, I think, maybe could have used that scene for a whole chunk of the movie to make sense, you know? I, uh, I mean, but again, that's, it makes but that's sense. The, they they explain it. But again, that's a, a new storyteller telling you stories through a film. But I don't, he's it, his third he, movie. That's not a new uh, storyteller, uh, man. No, nah, he's still new. Dude, three movies is nothing, dude. Uh, Top, uh, to, now, if this was like his 15th film and he was doing these kind of things, I would have been like, ooh, this guy, I didn't get 15 films. I just think you're diminishing a guy who's taking on I'm a not pretty... Dim- I'm not diminishing. I'm saying that you can see these are his starting points. Like, he has he has great spots and then there's stuff where he maybe didn't think it out or maybe he didn't have time. Like, he found, he's like, oh shit, we got, we're missing some beats here, but we can't go back. It's too late. You know, we're too far. Uh, like, let's do a correction. Like, it felt sometimes like they were just trying to do corrections because the story, I mean, it's, it's it, the, the like I said, the further I step back, I'm like, man, it's really intricate. Like, there's all this stuff that's moving around. I think it's, and, tr- I think it tried to be yeah, intricate. Yeah, it, it's, it tried it's to try be really intricate. intricate. It's not intricate. Uh, I, 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 I feel like he watched Civil War and was like, oh, you see how this led to this, led to this, and really it's this guy manipulating all these things. Yeah, and they're even saying that they were trying for a Winter Soldier, but it's nowhere near as no. tight no. as Winter Soldier. No, 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 so no, no, no. nowhere, not even as tight as Civil War, to be honest it, with It's you. like the, he, he kept trying to twist after twist after twist, where it turns out that... He uh, might have benefited from just telling it straight, like you were saying. Right. The twist didn't really pay off in the way that... It I turns out that the gangster's from Wakanda, and he had a son, and, he, and his own father, his brother had to kill him, and then it turns out the partner who betrayed him ends up being the caretaker of the heart-shaped herb. So that's the twist, and then, you know, it's just all these... And uh, I honestly, see, the more I think much. about it, the more I'm kind of leaning towards liking what you're coming from, because what you do is you run the parallel stories, where you build up Killmonger on one end, and then you show T'Challa's naivete on the other end, and you kind of build up more toward rooting for Killmonger, seeing that Wakanda's really not doing anything, and he and, Wakanda, and T'Challa's really not pushing for them to do anything, and then when you have the reveal of Killmonger's actually a bad dude, then it would have been more impactful than that, oh yeah, and that one father killed one good brother, it's like, I, I don't give a shit, I don't care that T'Chaka killed some brother that didn't exist in the comics and was barely set up in the movie. His and, brother was about to shoot yeah, the guy, like, so whatever, yeah. You know, it's like, so yeah, I think that maybe it would have benefited from just a more straightforward storytelling and run those parallels more and maybe invest you a little bit more in Killmonger instead of giving you the big exposition dump uh, thinking they're going to pull off a twist that doesn't really work. But I do appreciate that by attempting that twist, it made it to where they didn't show you hardly anything in the trailers and you didn't yeah. have a context for what was going on. So at the very least, it helped to secure that story so I could enjoy it in a movie rather than have it spoiled in a trailer. So uh, it goes both ways. I, I, I Again, I think we're going to need to digest this a little bit more to fully figure out how we feel about it. Uh, I mean, I, I know I, I liked the movie. I, I, I liked it. But I, just, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I didn't leave going, uh, I wasn't rolling my eyes like, oh, here we go. Of course they're cousins. I'm like, oh, that's he's the son that was outside. Actually, I was surprised Frank liked that. I was really waiting for him to be like, I don't know. I just really thought you were going to rip into it. Again, I have my issues with it, but here's the thing. It's the same thing like when we did Wonder Woman, right? I was in the position where even if I had issues with the movie, I was I had to really defend it, right? I don't think that Black Panther needs defending. I think that it's going to have its detractors. It's going to have its supporters. I think it's a solid enough movie to where I don't have to come to its defense. But there is a lot of stuff that I wish were in the movie that isn't. And it's not in the upper echelon of my Marvel movies. It's a solid middle one. Yeah. But it's not it's not yeah, it's a favorite. And, and, I, and I'm, I would I think they can go to some interesting places in the, the sequels. But I also think I'm gonna, it's going to roll me. Just like with Wonder Woman, the first time I'm having to defend it. But I've, as I've watched the East Side of Time, I've enjoyed it more. So I think that when I get, give up on the movie that I wanted it to be and just embrace the movie that it is, that I'll be happier with it. I want to see a lot of the cut scenes because I think there was a lot of stuff yeah. lost. I, I want an extended cut. I, I, I think there may I, be, but I, I think, and you alluded to this earlier and I, I hadn't get a chance to say yet, I, I wanted Black Panther to be more
more of a badass. Yeah. And he just really wasn't a badass in this movie. He didn't show his He's very Batman. He was very Batman. Uh, but, but, no, the, I, I, I literally, I, I was, well, while watching the movie though, especially at the end during the big final, I'm like, oh, fuck Batman. I, I wonder how fucking steaming from the ears Batman fans are. Like the, the, the hardcore DC guys, like, let's fucking start a Facebook group and tank the Rotten Tomatoes score Black Panther, all this kind of bullshit. I wonder how much these guys are just feeling like getting trampled because Batman's just some fucking douchebag in one city and Black Panther's just fucking, he's got fucking armies fighting over him and he's doing all this fucking cool shit. It's like, man, and, fuck and Batman. He's got Batman is so Black Panther's bitch. He's got plants and he, governments all over the yeah, world. <laughs> lower again, level. I, I Batman's, I, Batman's got a book about how to beat some guys. But, but again, I felt they that. They work that, your I, cell phone. I felt that was a little, like, it was a little shady, man, to have, like, but Black spies Panther, planted all I over the world. I think that's the point. And, 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 and they oh. kept referring to him as their war dogs. Because come on, are the war dogs ready? And I was like, what? Wait, what war Which, dogs? Where, how did he know the term war dog? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because his dad just, was a war dog. Well, he knows that they were spies. He, that wasn't a shock. He just maybe doesn't know the extent of what they were doing. But he was aware that they had people. Well, cause they, dad, they, don't, they, they have to know what's going on in the rest of the world. They're not idiots. They know that they have to know what people yeah. are doing. Because, I mean, they had spies. And then his brother, who was a spy, decides to go revolutionary. Because in, in the beginning when they were planning that, that – that, uh, I thought they were planning a bank job or something. I was like, oh, they're going to rob a bank. And then as the story goes on, you go, wait, no, no, maybe they're like going to start a revolution. Like they're going to storm an armory or some shit. Like, oh, okay. Because in the beginning, the first time I thought, I was like, okay, we're in 1992. I'm assuming Compton. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, it's, it's the hood and they're planning a robbery. I think, I think you said Oakland. Oakland. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, I was like, why would Black Panther give a shit about gangbangers like planning a robbery? I actually, I had a little bit of a like, ooh, in my tummy when I first saw that. Cause I was like, oh, what are you going to do with that? Well, see, what are they doing in Oakland in the first scene of the movie? What's this going to be? And it the kids was are fine. playing basketball. And yeah. Was, so that was another thing I was going to say. Was I mean, I didn't feel like this movie really pushed an agenda at all. I mean, I, the movie was about. Yeah. No, it was very political. No, yeah. I mean they. I mean, Killmonger's line at the end when he's like, "Bury me at sea because I want to be buried uh, with my people uh, no, no, who no. jumped off the ship because it was better to die in the ocean." But I didn't. Be. I didn't like, feel. Like, I was like, "No, no, no, damn." No, this is what heavy line. This is what he, I mean. He was real talking for a guy with a spear in his sternum. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Well, it wasn't bleeding, so it didn't go that deep. Um, no, what I mean though is, as a white dude sitting in it, I wasn't like, I don't get any of this movie. Like, I don't get it. Oh, like, there's gonna is, people are gonna fucking lose their minds over some of this like, shit. Like, guaranteed. Oh, this, this Twitter's gonna, gonna be hell head. next week. It's like I, I, I got the message of the movie. I yeah. didn't. I don't feel like I had to be. You were saying it was definitely speaking to a certain, but I got the movie. No, I got it. Oh, I yeah. didn't have to be like, oh, I don't really get it because I'm not black, so well, I don't, no, I don't really but, get the message. But, it's trying to. I got it. it I, so what I'm saying is that yes, obviously this movie has a lot of black people in it, and it was produced by a lot of black people. And a lot of black people are going to go see it. But as a white person that went and saw it, I wasn't like, oh, this movie's totally not for me. Uh, no, I, yeah, no, yeah, no, it wasn't alienating. No, it definitely wasn't alienating. That's true. It was, this was, like, it wasn't like all the black people got around Andy Serkis and started beating him down, like the, like the, uh, copy machine scene from <laughs> fucking, they didn't play, get, they didn't play ghetto boys behind it where they'd be, die, motherfuckers, die, motherfuckers. And everybody was up and cheering and I'm sitting there sweating, like, oh, like, I was like, there was no part of, I was never squirming in this movie at all or anything like that I'm just saying as a white guy because I know you all value the opinion of the white guy in this movie (laughs) holy shit yes Mr. Claw please tell me I'm just saying I I wasn't you know what I mean I don't know but as much as yes a lot of black people are going to go see this movie it's going to look I didn't feel like it was pandering you know what I mean I I just love the fact that they showed I felt the message was genuine it wasn't trying to pander I I was sitting there because I've watched several Marvel movies in the last few weeks or months actually 
And it's always in the U.S. I think one movie were in like a European country for a little bit. But it's always like, you know, it was nice to see a country of color and like their views of the rest of the world. Like what's going on? Because I, re- I went that like I think I saw the two Iron Mans. I saw hell, the Guardian Galaxy don't count because they're off the fucking planet. But like I rewatched a couple of the Marvel movies and like it was, I was sitting there because I was getting ready for this movie. I made sure to watch Civil War like two days before we came to see this because I wanted to be ready for it. And I, I really enjoyed that it was a different the perspective was different from a different country full of different color different tone people well, just getting out of the u.s yeah i, I don't like that because we kind of get lost in the marvel movies where it's always in the u.s everything happens in the oh, u.s come on. we got the whole sokovia fucking thing is all about captain america's in germany the whole time but it's all about a bunch of americans visiting that's yeah. fine that's fine but i i, I mean I, I get what you're saying go ahead no i just i i enjoy that i like that i thought that was pretty cool like thank god you know oh hey and no cities were destroyed over the course of this movie thankfully that was yeah, nice yeah there literally there were no blue lights I, from the sky gotta give them credit for that you know, no, 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 blue beams coming down. No godlike beings. Uh, just there's a lot of it, yeah. That's the, very refreshing. The, the, I actually like when Wakanda didn't world, blow up at the end. And oh, now that was great. The dreamscape yeah. was awesome. I love that. And, and I like how they connected the the Panther God to Boss. So it, you you got something that the real world kind of connection. Yeah. So that was. Well, cool. I liked when Michael and I liked that it's a goddess now. That was cool. I liked when Michael B. Jordan had his vision after yeah. becoming king. Yeah, he was, was back cool. in the apartment, right. but you but you could see the blue yeah, escape outside. outside and he couldn't get to it I thought that was and, awesome. and he's a child and he's a child and then his dad's talking to him and he reverts to his adult self that was really well done and, I did and, and he goes, he goes I love that line where he says um, I should have took you back because we were lost and he goes well maybe your people were lost well yeah and, he, and he's like you shed no tears for me and yeah. he's like people die every day dude. Yeah. like whoa that's what I'm saying this kid has been through some serious shit in his life and we don't see any of it yeah. they just tell you he's been through some serious shit yeah. Yeah. I hate that I hate so. that we have to assume that he has been just but I think, I think programmed into this militant like scar it, it, he's, it's that whole it's that whole Rosemary him, concept dude that Rosemary scar- where they let you play up maybe all the bad shit that helped him huh? uh, I, I, you don't think they went no it's no. it's just a little shorthand I think that no. sometimes yeah I, they they have this problem where they have Michael B. Jordan espousing sympathetic views but then he goes and kills his girlfriend and so they, they undercut yeah, what should have been a, a character yeah, that was sure. that was more uh, sympathetic or a person that was going to like really test your loyalties and but every opportunity they made sure to let you know oh this guy's a total sociopath you can't trust this guy he's not going to come through the way that you hope that he's going to be so, or, or at some point show as he's growing up he tries to go back to Wakanda and they shun him G- give me something to really help build up why he fucking hates Wakanda so much and he hates these people and uh, you know what I mean I mean uh, no, I just, they killed his dad but I mean I don't know if that's enough to drive you well and they also abandoned him well, to sure. Oakland you know hey shout out to our good <laughs> listeners of Oakland. They abandoned him in Oakland. <laughs> Well, oh, compared man. to Wakanda, come on. When, when you're when you've been talking about the glories of Wakanda your entire life, and you're in fucking Oakland shooting hoops in a fucking milk crate, you did know? Did they ever like, talk about Wakanda? Well, he found the book. Yeah, I guess. He found the he book. Found the book. That, yeah. but, but, so was that a flashback, and he actually found it and talked I, to him, or I was think that a vision? Intentionally vague. I yeah, think. I, I think they're trying to allude that he he knew about everything where he and came that's from. Another because th- he even had the tattoo, or, like or, his, or show him like, son, one day we're gonna take you back to Wakanda, and you're gonna love it. And then Wakanda killed his father, and then maybe he tries to go well, back. 
back one day and they, they don't, the, they, uh, and they don't they, let they him they in. Agree. They agree. Yeah. They allude to that because they were like, he keeps on like, oh, the, the sunsets are the most beautiful you'll ever see, but he's dead. Like they took that away from you. And because he, his, his big thing is what he says, Wakanda took everything away from me. Like he says that line at one point where they took everything from me. So I, I, I got where his rage was coming from. I just wanted, I wanted more intrigue where he had, you know, like they, like they had spies out where he had a spy in the, in there. They got out of this info. Even, even if he would have just walked in as Panther and what's his name were leaving after it happened and they made like eye contact. And that's like the last thing the kid saw was, was his father's murderer, quote, quote, murderers leaving. Like some, instead he just saw the ship fly off. Like, I don't know. Give me something, make it more personal. I know the guy's, the guy's father was killed. That's very personal. Yeah. But well, not just that. I, 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 that I and, but that's actually the kind of thing that gets me is that I think that it works better that he knows enough about Wakanda. He sees those lights. He knows something's going on and they leave his father's corpse lying on the ground like he's trashed. They just leave him right, They made a big deal about yeah. that he wasn't properly buried. Yeah. Yeah, but, they, but then they're like, so what, thought, what happened to the boy? He's like, we just left him. You never even saw him. When did you see the boy? They said, that, that, well, they, no, they, but, no, no, but no, they, because um, he had a spy. Uncle, Remember, uh, the other guy was his spy. Zuri yeah, knew he, and left I behind. I he knew because he was And didn't say, he didn't, didn't stay to yeah, just talk to the boy yeah, or anything. Was, so. That was a big deal with why did y'all leave him behind and no one has a real answer. They're just like, well, we chose Wakanda over him. We were chicken shits. Yeah. And I love the fact that so, I guess that so. was that was kind of a running theme where do you like I mean that, that scene where uh, their lovers are at war, about to fight and he says would you kill me my beloved for Wakanda and she's like in a heartbeat and that shows you like people who are you know nationalism I guess like they're like hardcore and they're willing to kill what they love and they left the family member behind like this whole royal family well, but that, no, I, I think it's just the opposite though I think that they were both fucking cowards uh, and, and I think that but, one of the reasons why Killmonger comes into existence is because he needs that validation he's been left behind like he's nothing they didn't even get the acknowledgement of being yeah. killed or, or or being talked to by this family member that his dad trusted it's just like they left his dad on the floor like he was nothing and they're just gone so he would make himself this big thing that you couldn't miss yeah that well, you can't you can't, you can't ignore me him. they assassinated his father it was assassination right but that's just but they don't assassinate him no no they just, just leave him behind father, like yeah. he's nothing so that's part of why he has to become this big thing because you're gonna you're gonna see me you and can't I, overlook me you can't forget about me i'm not gonna let you forget me and i love the way so, that, the i don't way think he, he, i don't think he needs to see a cat man to, to get to that place well, I think, I love, they, in fact i think it works better that he doesn't get to see a cat well, man. i love the fact that he throws jabs at the whole family well but then not but then, just not just not just the whole he calls then he, can, he calls his mom auntie he goes hi auntie like he throws in that jab when he refers to the little sister the princess like he, he throws jabs at the whole he doesn't just I, hate I one character he hates the whole family I he hates know, Wakanda. But, but but i feel like part of it was also the the he was coming to kill t'challa because he's the king and he's the black panther he found his father with a black panther claw in his chest so i i, I but again he kills like he kill, he believes he Im- kills t'challa and he's not done yeah, that's just the start of it but then yeah. he becomes so it's, black panther and it's like why are you becoming no, he's, black no, panther? He's just, it's, it's just a it's weapon an army it's an army it's, yeah. it's a means to create an army yeah. it's just a weapon to him but but i know but at the same time i feel like the the black it's wakanda's god is the black panther the black panther killed his father but you know what i mean i i feel like there was a symbolism in saying i found my father with a panther claw on his chest and then he's like i'm the black panther now they're like i i don't know i don't I, even think he referred to himself as black panther no, he just called himself the king no you're the king you're the black panther you, he took the suit and everything mm. i don't know i just feel like there was a little bit of mick i feel like something's not I, lining up the hate that, doesn't line up that's where that more. 15 minutes would have came in real hey, nice. maybe i just i feel like th- there should have been a direct hatred there i, I really I enjoyed him as a villain i out of all the, the marvel villains so far i have actually you know don't, say, some, don't say something stupid don't say something stupid what? right now no, keep, keep, keep what you're saying you're about to say michael b jordan is the best marvel villain no 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 no. but i like like him and zemo where 
they have there's a there's a, a reality behind their hatred like when you looked at uh what's his name in uh iron man 2 um whiplash yeah whiplash like it made no sense to me like oh i hate you because my daddy went to prison like it was like uh, i mean uh, i they seem to have a lot of daddy issues now that i think about it yeah whiplash uh well and again Zemo, it's, it's, it's the killed. sons fighting over the sins of the father yeah. and yeah there's there's it gets a little repetitive let's see uh peter his dad his ego um oh yeah oh shit oh i just think it's a, you got a bunch of male characters so that's no, gonna be what you know but it, it's nice when they have a driving force uh built with some some emotion a realistic emotion i hate villains that are just villains to be villains like who gives a fuck you want to rule the world like that's so fucking lazy oh i'm gonna rule the world and do what like the world's doing fine right now what are you gonna do? sit on top like that's so fucking lazy but if there's like emotion behind it where it's grounded in it i'm like okay i can get behind that especially i like a villain that you know they're the bad guy and you should be rooting for him but you can kind of sympathize with them like i kind of feel i can kind of see where this would go but i wouldn't be that guy i wouldn't go that far and i i, I saw like i was like when i was sending coming i was like yeah i could i could you know if this shit happened to me i could see myself like seeing leaning that way i just wouldn't go like full-on murderous rage I, just, I still just feel like i i don't really get what his point was okay so what did the tragedy with his father was he trying to follow uh, he was trying to follow in his father's footsteps and become a revolutionary I think, what did I he was he doing this to destroy wakanda because he hates wakanda for destroying his father i think i agree or, with frank did, i think he hates wakanda so much that he wants to put them out there now in his mind he's doing something he noble it, by freeing all the other but that's what i'm saying so, he, so what is no, it no, what, what no, is no. It? he do, he does he sees that to justify what he's doing he has to justify because if not he's a villain so he has to justify that i'm doing this for everyone else but in reality he just wants to destroy wakanda he wants to throw it in he wants to throw him in the spotlight everybody look at what this this powerhouse has been hiding this whole time and they have all this power and they can make your life so much better but they're such assholes they're gonna hide behind a fence or a wall and they're not gonna let anyone get better and every even their neighbors are living in horrible conditions but they're behind these walls wait, wait so, so are you saying his intentions were selfish the whole time to destroy wakanda or are you saying that he actually wanted to become a revolutionary no no, no i think i think he wanted to destroy wakanda but he needed to justify it as no no i'm actually doing this for everyone else he's a demagogue because, which yeah, is something we've got a lot of familiarity with recently a guy who says one thing but he's actually doing another thing yeah i i think he needs because if he's just doing it to take over the world that's fucking lazy but if he's doing it because he's helping everyone else and and then he's destroying his enemy at the same time you know two birds one stone and i i think that was his driving force which i was kind of like okay that makes sense but we just didn't get enough meat on that bone to kind of really flush it out we're like oh that makes like you can get behind it where it, it like again it felt rushed so they were kind of getting there so we needed more killmonger and less claw. this this is the wrench that keeps messing something up for me it was when they go to fight when he challenges the king and he and he's like Talking to T'Challa, like, you're the one responsible. And that's when, who's the older dude? Who was Zuri? That? Zuri has to go in like, no, no, I'm the one that killed your father. Like, he was holding T'Challa responsible for killing his father. Well, maybe the bloodline. I mean, he... Well, goes, and then he proceeds yeah. to kill them both, though. Yeah, then he he's kills like, them both. And he goes, I'll kill both of you. And he kills both of them. The, the truth is, he's a man who's motivated entirely by hate. He's full of hate. He's full of rage. And he, he demands acknowledgement on a grand scale. And he'll say whatever he needs to say to get to the place he, he wants to be. Again, this is very 
familiar because in the modern political arena. You got a guy who talks all kinds of shit about all the things that he says he believes in, but really it's just all about him, his self-aggrandizement, and his destructive but impulses. I, I think it's the other thing is he needs to justify because the people won't follow him. If he just wants to go to war, war with the world, their honor is the only thing that's bi- binding them to him. And if they turn on him, he's screwed. He needs an army, and he needs to give them a reason. And the reason is why we're going to help everyone else out. They can't. What are they going to say? No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to help our fellow, you know, Africans all around the world. Yeah, but see, I, I think most people in Wakanda would be like, oh, no, we kind of like it in here. No, it's cool. Uh, I, I mean. Well, I mean, he, but he, he gets a faction specifically by saying, well, you know, you guys faction. wanted to get Claw. And one of the families, there's only yeah. Yeah. like five. There's four, really four families that are active as far as they're yeah, concerned. The fifth one is, yeah. Yeah. So he gets, he pulls, he pulls away 25% right off the bat, you know? So that's not a bad move. And then I, and he, you knew that's he, a way to win a, 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 a consensus over time by peeling off at least a quarter to start out with or a 20% to start off with. Yeah. 25% of what's relevant. I, I just, I, I felt it was vague. I think what, what his whole plan was and what his real end motivation was a little vague. If, if, oh, that's if, what I'm if, if you're that's saying, saying there wasn't enough meat on the bone to kind of, if there was more there, you would have been like, oh, that's it. And I get, you're just saying he was completely motivated by hate. Well, that, and but, but he then, also but needed then, to be a little less overt though. Cause again, like he said, oh, I'm going to choke the chick that harvests the fucking plants yeah. and shit. It's like, well, be a little less overtly villainy because you kind of need some of these people to be well, on okay, the side. I had two questions about this. And really, he just well, kind of shat all over his father, right? I mean, like, was he really? Because he, I don't know. Like, what, he was motivated well, by I mean, revenge of his father, his, but really. But his dad he just, did blow up a whole bunch of Wakandans to grab the, the vibranium, so he's not exactly well, falling so far from the tree. That's true. I mean, his, his father was a traitor. He was a full on, like, terrorizer, I guess. But my two points was, or well, my two questions was this. I think so, I do think it's funny though that nobody ever again another thing that Sean could they, have maybe they brought like up. Blame Claw for that. That's the problem. Is that I guess I don't really. No, but, well, but that's the, but that's the funny thing. It's all T'Challa had to say is Claw was working for this dude's dad, and your parents died, and you're on his side. That could have solved a lot of problems. But I think yeah. part of it was T'Challa just being overconfident, thinking, "Oh, I'm just going to beat this guy in the challenge, and that'll be that." And then shit got fucked up. Then, well, he, then you don't have not, a chance. Now, do they need to constantly eat dead. those plants to keep the Black Panther power? No, I think or you, you just, just eat, eat them once. once and then you have it. Yeah, yeah you, you get it or you lose. Yeah, so yeah, what's I, the point of harvesting them over and over and because over? Because the next king. Well, no, no, no. no I, I every get that. Cha- every challenge to challenge that you can't represent with the Panther power. Yeah, I know. So they 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 reset you. They flip the switch off. Well, then to give it back to you, they got to crush up another one. To give it back. So that means every time that there's a challenge, which I guess would only happen every time. Yeah, well, and I guess guys. Yeah. So, so they're basically. I don't know. It seems like anybody can just show up and be like, "I challenge today." Yeah. No, now I challenge today. Because I I didn't know if maybe they're like you know that they that maybe the upper enchilant of Wakanda got to like partake in it just a little bit and like maybe only the Black Panther got the whole root and everyone else got a little bit or like I, I, I would because it just didn't make sense to me that you have people harvesting a plant I don't think they were you're only going to use I think they were just keeping the plants alive they were maybe it just, it just felt like they were gardening, gardening. They, were, they were keeping guess, the weeds guess, out maybe, yeah. maybe they were they weren't so much because I was like well they, they no they make a point of making a scene as though like, this is all of it and he's destroyed all of it and there's none left so that I, I don't you know whatever it's, I don't care it was an like, easy, you know, emotional moment. It's like, oh, they're destroying no one, the, in the, the comics. Did he ever take a root for that? Well, no, the heart shaped herb is a. It, those are sorts of those powers. Okay. So the, that's different from the comics. And, and I, 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 if nothing else, I know Kugler read the uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe page because not only do they keep referencing the heart shaped herb, but also that one panel uh, from the Ohatmu where he's wrestling the rhinoceros and they make sure they have that same sequence in the movie. So yeah, I know he read the Ohatmu page at the very least because it seems like there's a lot of stuff like straight from that, you know, that short version of uh, his biography. Yeah. I would love to go back through and look at the Ohatmu pages for 
each one of these films and see if we look at the individual panels they show and see if we can find them in these movies. Right. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, because Wrestling the Rhino is so random. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit, that's funny. <laughs> That was weird. I didn't know that I think about it. That was weird. Anyway, I, I just so I don't I did not not like the movie. I liked the movie. I liked I thought the acting was great, except for Michael B. Jordan just I don't know, something about him gets on my nerves. Um I think I like he was good. He was good for the role. Yeah, I don't I like know that I would have liked him in a, another role, but I think that he was able to I just he's think supposed he's to be a real obnoxious. Dry. I think he's just real dry. Yeah. I don't know. His line delivery to me has always just been it's dry in all of these movies. In Creed. I haven't seen him in enough stuff. I liked him okay in Fort Fantastic Four. I, I thought he was horrible. Man. I thought he was better in this though yeah i i, I liked him in this no, i just I really like everybody else's performance was so good i like i i bought in we're in africa dude like the, the, i i am down with all this great accents uh the accents didn't fade away and come back like a certain other recent movie like the mescature where all these <laughs> chicks had different random accents and sometimes they don't have accents at all uh where i thought all that stuff was kept real constant and i so like i said i was in it i was there. i, I, I like forrest whitaker rolling those r's too that was fun actually sitting there watching what kind i would love to visit that city like i well, well, no shit. It's fantastic. Well, no, but no, when you watch movies like you, that, you'd you, like you, to visit the Utopia. Oh yeah, that would be cool. with fantastic technology. That's a sizzling hot take there, Mister. Side, side, side trip to Shangri-La, maybe you think? Yeah. I don't want to go to. I don't want to go to Asgard anymore. Well, but before you would have. Yeah. No, actually, no. I would go to Wakanda before I'd go to Asgard. Asgard looked boring. A bunch of Shakespearean dudes walking around bitching and fighting each other. Yeah, but there was like street plays and stuff. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. As long as Loki rides them, yeah. There's a, there's a fucking yeah. Rainbow Bridge, dude. That's freaking <laughs> super. You're in space. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd rather hit Wakanda. Yeah, it's I really, I really, I really like this movie though. I really did. But I, I'm like with Frank. It's it's the middle of the Marvel movies for me. I want I go. I went in wanting to love it, and I like it. I'm happy that I like it. I, I wish I loved it, uh, but I, I do think it's going to grow on me too. So here's I, I I like my comic book movies a, a little bit lighter. Uh, I, this movie you said it has some real heavy heavy topics yeah, in it, to it, and it does kind of get hard to enjoy some of the stuff that's going on in it because you're like you said, Black Panther. He's got a burden now. Now he's got to be this uh, pinnacle for the world, and and yeah, I mean, I I would like it'd be like if they did a whole Captain America episode where he's um where like the homeless of the United States are looking at Captain America, and it's up to him to get all of their mental health issues taken care of, and he and I'm just like, wow, I can't enjoy this movie. That's definitely something Captain America should do. He should be fighting for the homeless, but I don't need a movie about him standing up for the rights of really, really horribly downtrodden people and reminded over and over again what shitty situations they're in like oh yeah this isn't a fun movie (laughs) like i can't i need him correcting people who are cursing and telling them not to curse like give me some more jokes and you know what i I mean you can't fit those in movies with such heavy heavy topics um but well like i said there was so much of this movie i did like i i can look past some of this this i can look past the michael b jordan i I would say i would prefer it a different way but that doesn't mean the way that it happened i don't like oh i don't get it i don't get why he hates him so much of course i get why he hates him so much and i also get why he's bad and why his method is, is not good and i do like at the end t'challa's like no we're we're turning this building the building where his uncle was killed unceremoniously we're now turning it into uh, a reach out center a reach out center for wakanda everything that his uncle kind of wanted but but only doing it the right way right um the non-violent way uh so i i I liked all that i think that was cool how fast do you think they'll come up with a sequel 2020 21 you know we got the infinity movie 
the one thing that's cool with Marvel is because of all the interactivity, you get some nice breathers. I mean, I'd love to see a Captain America movie every other year, but obviously that hasn't happened. You've got some pretty good gaps, like what about three years or so between movies typically. Uh, so I thought I don't think the Black Panther is going to have a, a particularly accelerated schedule. I, I expect that you know about three years from now you'll probably have another Black Panther. You know, or maybe they'll wait until after. I, I probably be part of the the slate after Infinity War Part Two, whatever they're calling. It. Because I know Gunn just announced that Guardians Three comes out in 2020. Okay, so I was assuming maybe Panther Two Twenty. But, but like like Doctor uh, Strange, Doctor, sounds like Doctor right. Strange did really well, but they didn't. They're not rushing out another Doctor Strange movie. Ant Man did well. It's taken a while to get to Ant Man and Wasp. They, they just I think they've got their schedule. And they're not, they don't need to rush anything. Just because something like, like, whereas with DC, it was like, we got to get Harley Quinn in something else fast. We yeah. got to get together and figure it out. And we got to get this Wonder Woman 2 project. We got to get everybody back on board fast because we got to get something else out. Yeah. Whereas I think Marvel's just like, no, you'll get it when we're ready to right. give it to you. Well, and also it's kind of like the whole James Bond thing too. I think one of the reasons why these actors usually end up hating Bond or burning out and phoning it in is because they're trying to grind out a movie every couple of three That's years true. where it's entirely about them every single time. It's all, and doing the same thing over and over again. So I think that they recognize that they get better longevity in their casting by giving these guys Spread a chance to go off and do their romantic comedies and play around with some TV stuff and then come back to it fresh. And, and, and then, But they maintain their public uh, uh, visibility in these roles through all these cameos. They yeah. take they, they film for a couple of days and they're in, you know, Captain America's turning up in the Thor sequel and everybody's happy. Hey, look, it's Cap. And then you move on. And hey, it's Cap in Homecoming and it feels like he's been, he never went away but, you know, you got years between movies. Okay, let's talk real quick. One, one more question. But, okay. what, what did you think about the Stanley? Uh, it was okay. cute but I noticed the very muted re- response in our theater. Usually, you get a lot of you know vibe off of that. Where this one is like people just sort of like, okay, go away, old man. We're not we're not here for you, old man. So or maybe maybe the whole it sex wasn't thing, funny. Like, maybe the sex harassment stuff. You just didn't think it's funny, huh? No, usually they're cutesy. Or they're... <laughs> I really think that the Stanley sexual harassment allegations put a damper on his cameo. I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing. <laughs> I don't know. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I don't know. That's all I'm asking. You need to log out of Twitter. Did someone bro. scream "Me too" at the screen? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I, all I know is usually it gets a reaction. This time it didn't. Uh, is what it an a, audience? Is it not funny? I, I, think it was, I didn't think it was funny. I, I just don't think it was funny. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. They're usually okay. Guardians. I, like, I wasn't interested in seeing him show up. I was kind of focused on the I movie, and it kind of distracted me to have him show up. I don't think he had to show up. He's one. I know he has to, but it, it was kind of a distraction. I felt like I, I was think kind of in this movie in particular. The kooky Stan Lee bit didn't fit into yeah, what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 especially they're in the middle of a covert mission, and it's like it, had Claw already started coming in when that happened, or was it just? Well, you're waiting. It, well, to talks, me, that was a really intense kind of scene. Right? When you talk to Everett, he walks up. Everett says, "You want?" And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna take those little chips over here. And I'm just gonna put it on him." Like, why? Like, why? Like, why couldn't he just be sitting in the back being a bartender? Like, that would have worked better. Like when she walked up and ordered the whiskey and stuff, and he handed her the drink, and that was it. Yeah, I, I didn't get. I'm just gonna sit because no, I he's stealing the money or whatever. Stanley's in the hut in the stinger. It's already better than that crap that they gave us. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, just have Stanley in the fucking hut instead of fucking oh, yeah. Bucky. That was the worst, possibly the worst stinger in Marvel history. I think right up there, right? Oh, fucking Bucky in yeah. the hut. Yeah, what the fuck was that shit? I, yeah. I don't know. And it pissed me off that they call they call him the White Wolf because it's another instance where it's like, oh, let's let's ruin another Black Panther concept that maybe we'll never get to see again. I guess because they figured the Killmonger stuff they did was already too close to it. So were, well, the, ki- were the kids' faces painted like Iron Man? Were they were they trying to be Avengers? Is that why they were painted I, I, yellow? I, 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 I thought it was yellowish and red. Or I, didn't even, I didn't even notice that. I tried to catch it, and by the time I, I thought about it, they were kind of off. Well, because I mean, I know in Inf- 
Infinity, they show what kind I guess fighting the aliens. So I guess he has to be there to help because they have that scene yeah, where all. No, I, I get that, but I, I don't need them to set up in the stinger that Bucky's feeling better, especially because I don't know if they noticed this, but their movie is set like a week after Civil War, yeah. and in Civil War it ends with them well, putting his, Bucky in deep freeze. His sister, so like a week later, she, he's fixed. What well, the fuck? Yeah, because it's they they it's a, they, it's they, a they week fixed later. A, they fixed they fixed a paralyzed man in, in less than a day. So. And she, so why do they have to put him in suspended animation? She says in that scene, "Oh, you brought another white guy for me to fix or whatever like that." Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh yeah, the, she was talking about Bucky Barnes. That's why I don't know why you why did you need to put him in the stinger? Yeah, I, I was. I, you know what? Now that you said it, I I remember when they said that, and I was like, "What?" Like yeah, it was she fixed Bucky. So I didn't even snap to that in a week. See, it's such a fucking it's a it's it's a universe breaking thing to do that kind of shit. They really needed to not do that. Vibranium is an infinity stone. I'm yeah. telling you, man. But the, but maybe Thanos shows up and negates the power of most vibranium. They've done that story in comics a million really? times now, where somebody shows up and invalidates all the vibranium in the world or all the kryptonite, whatever universe you're in, where you've got a universe breaking concept, you just go in there and you negate it through some bullshit means. Maybe an infinity stone is powering all the vibranium and some of it has residual power and it just happens to be that it's all. It's irradiated the vibranium. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't know where the reality stone is, so there's still one stone out there. You saw the movie too, right? Thursday night. Okay. It was amazing. I wanted to love it and I, I just really like it, uh, but uh, Mr. Fix It and uh, Paquita, they both loved it. Uh, with Paquita, I think it's like her number three. She's actually, in, it's a competition between Doctor Strange and Black Panther because she likes, I think, the character of Doctor Strange more, but she loved how fresh Black Panther was, how they weren't just telling another origin story. So many more like visuals, uh, new places, new ideas, and she loved yeah. the female scientists. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, Shuri was amazing and I'm like madly in love with M'Baku and I did not see that coming at all. That actor, I think his name is Winston Duke, he like stole every scene he was in. He was fantastic. I like I want to get more into the Jabari tribe <laughs> and, <laughs> and I did not see that coming going into it at all. I mean, I like Manate from the comics but I never thought anything, didn't think twice about it going into the movie. Michael B. Jordan incredible as, as usual and, and people haven't been talking about Chadwick as much but he was fantastic i think it's just because all the other characters are so amazing but chadwick boseman you know he's always great the female characters the uh, stuff with martin freeman was great i love the everett ross character from the comics it was a lot different but he was still good he's always good you know it is what it is that, you know andy circus is always great but um, i mean that was probably like if the if i had one negative biggest negative for me was probably what happened with claw only because i don't know if how spoiler i can get <laughs> no well see the thing is i thought about actually adding you into that episode since I, I knew you'd be coming off of seeing the movie so you know how we are we have we're okay to curse right are we okay to curse or no yeah okay so <laughs> we we typically have a no fucks given you know view of that so spoil away Oh, okay. So my biggest issue would be them killing all Claw. In film, it made absolute perfect sense to me why they did it and how it moved the plot forward as far as getting Killmonger. It was the name, um, Wabari, Daniel Kaluuya's character. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. So that made perfect sense. Oh, so Wakabi. Wakabi. As, as a comic book fan, just liking the character, but it felt like exactly what they did with, um, oh gosh, was it, um, Von Strucker? Mm. 
yeah. get killed off really quickly. And then Ronan, the accuser, which, I mean, he was the main villain in Guardians, but again, I just, I love the character so much from the comics. And so I was waiting to see, I was like, oh my God, we're getting Claw on screen. Claw's going to be amazing. And they're going to add, so he's going to get the arm cannon. He's going to get all, and I'm just like, oh, oh, he's dead. Oh, okay. Well, that and Panther doesn't have the <laughs> deep, deepest not. bench when it comes to, to rogues galleries. So it's like, mm-hmm. you don't take away from a guy who kind of needs to have a, a, his, his gallery expanded, yeah. not shrunk. Uh, but also, we didn't get to see, you know, he was, ultimately was just a dude with a cannon. We didn't get to see him do any of the more fantastic stuff that Claw does in the comics. Maybe get to see him actually get dressed up instead of just being a dude with a beard, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was great. What he did was great, but I was like, I really wanted more. Yeah. And again, like, in the context of the film, I'm trying to separate it. It worked. It makes perfect sense. I'm sure anybody who isn't familiar with the character whatsoever, it was a great, you know, move the plot forward and all of that. But for me, I was just like, but it's Claw. <laughs> Like after reading comics and watching cartoons and stuff with all the stuff he can do with his arm and everything I was like okay alright I guess he's gone and the other complaint that, that me and Mac tended to have was having read the comics it felt like a lot of those characters yeah. were basically new characters that they just gave old names to and so we were kind of frustrated that like yeah. Nakia never had like a heel turn like I kept waiting for something like that to happen it's like well why use Nakia then just give her a different name you know something like that so that, that, was, mm-hmm. that was a little nuts but still a great flick yeah oh yeah it was great I can't wait to go back and, back and see it again I'm going tomorrow and it'll be my first 4DX experience where like chairs move and water blows out or something or whatever I'm taking my niece to see that so I'm like second time I don't mind going and trying something like that and seeing how that experience is and just to see the movie again because it was great really great yeah i might do that i've never done the 4d thing yet i've heard great things about mm-hmm. it and the mm-hmm. theater we saw it in it was close to my place so uh, i figured okay well it at least will be convenient and so mm-hmm. i think that kind of muted the experience somewhat i want to see it where, I, where i'm feeling the rumble and everything else and it might be worth it just we yeah. have to go a little ways out of town to get to a 4d theater but i think we ought to give that a try just to, to really take it in see how it is i want to try it at least like, it's really expensive too so i had like a gift card left over for Christmas, I'm like, this is the perfect excuse to use it because otherwise, I want to stay just for the two of us is going to be like over fifty bucks. Oh damn! I, I probably worth it. We have likes from Audrey Longman, Backseat Directors, Bob Buster, Bronze Age Babies, Chris at Bat Books for Beginners, Comic Book Vault, Derek and Matt Podcast, TGC Studios, Dwight L. McPherson, Dirk Ashton, Ed Moore, Ed Moore Jr. at Teal Productions, uh, Inigo Montoya, Ava, man, I'm going to fuck this one up again, Zarniak, uh, Good Times, Great Movies, Gord Tolton, Gregory Lichtfield, Is It Funny Though, Jasper, you're scrolling, Jasper. Jasper's, where do I go? Jasper's Outfits, Jeffrey Brown, Jerry Whitworth, Jim Esquivel, Me Audio, Nerdfest Strangers, Patrick and Dennis, Podcast Audio Network, Relatively Geeky, Sean Merrick, The Sheep Professor, Sully17, JNR, Terrence Castanguay, Two Snaps Photography Podcast, Tyson Jeffrey, Vangarian Vigilante, Willie Yarbrough, Wonder Woman Warrior for Peace Podcast. And we retweet from Between the Pages, Comic Reflections, Firestorm Fan, Kyle Benning Likes Comics, Martin Gray, Siskoy, Talk Nerdy to Me. And now, the mighty Marvel Marching Society. Debesh, Pietro Blaximov. The 20th Century Geek, 108 Sage, Ali Bats, Bat 
Jingle Jangle, Blue Girl, Bobcat, Bone Dragon Comics, Brody's Kitchen, Caroline Wells, Cash Flag, The Cinnabon Podcast, Comics of the Golden Age, Eric Manx, Van Holpert, Van Hole Podcast, Good Times, Great Movies, Graphic Novelism, History of Comics on Film, I am Grant Richter, Joe Crawford, Just in Time with J&T Backers, Justice First Dawn, G. Baker, E-Man and the Masters of the Universe Podcast, Pietro Blacksimoff, The Pod Stuff Podcast, Rad Adventures, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections, and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, Richard Fields, Sassy Animals, Silver and Gold, Steve Sellers, Two Snaps Podcast, York! The Marvel Superheroes Podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended against their copyright holders. The views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker. The true king. So well, I need something like this for my my room, so I can start putting my books up. Too, so, I okay, my so I need to get good bookshelves, and you can just have those. <laughs> I, I was like, I've been shopping, but good bookshelves are tough to come. Hey, I'm gonna fuck about fucking goddamn fucking bookshelves. Let's record, <laughs> motherfuckers. My levels are off the goddamn charts. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you are a little loud.